Hailing frequencies are open, everybody. Welcome to Clear Skies, our Star Trek RPG live play. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm well! Yay! Yay! Yeah. 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 I was actually not sick at all and missed last week for no good reason. Hey! No, Wait, what? That was a very good reason. Like, I, I, I mean, you. my body was telling me the no, but I wasn't actually like... Then the body said no! no. Listen to yeah. your bodies. My body said no in a whole different way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't listen to my body. I have no time for this next <laughs> uh, So welcome back, everybody. It's good to have a full crew once again. Uh, we have a hell of an episode ahead of us tonight. I'm really curious to see how this is going to unfold. How do you know? Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It just, it just says Borg invasion on my phone. Oh, oh. And don't worry. We influence a lot. That's true. That's true. Yeah, shared um, narrative. Let's be Borg. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Borg skies. Um, wait. <laughs> wait. Uh, so, uh, getting into announcements real quick. Um, just going to give a big quick shout out. Thank you to everyone who supported Descent into Midnight, which hit its, yes! Yes! Hit its Kickstarter goal of the day it was launched. Incredible. And 17 are, hours? Yeah. yeah. Wild. 17 and hours, 47 minutes. What? I believe it's last like night... less than a thousand dollars away from hitting it. I think it's first. Uh, I think it's like four hundred dollars away from hitting its first stretch goal. Start with so the more What's stretch, the stretch goal. Um, the, so the stretch goal is essentially the the more the more uh, like goals that they hit along the stretch goal path, as it were, on their Kickstarter is another episode that we'll get to do. The stream punks will be playing Descent into Midnight. Oh! Oh, I think that might be the first time we've said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on here. Yeah, it's, it, got, it was a big announcement that was, of course, made on, on uh, the socials, but um, like we were holding off and waiting to announce this until the Kickstarter launched. So, yeah, uh, stream punks will be doing an episodic uh, series of Descent into Midnight, uh, which is a Powered by the Apocalypse game, an original brainchild of our friend Rich. And a bunch of the, just the creative team in that in general is just a fantastic game. I got to play at Gen mm -hmm. Con. It's so beautiful. It's all hope punk. It's totally up our alley. It's what we do. Um, so and yeah, if the you're playbooks are so beautiful. Mm, yeah, no, they're really beautiful. And the but yeah. coloring book. Yeah, no, I got <laughs> like, but also <laughs> a coloring book. You can see the system now. Even if you don't back the Kickstarter, you can see a mm -hmm. preview of the rules, and you can. It's the full system. I yeah, they have this quick start guard yeah. already up. And if you need more information about the Kickstarter, you can do exclamation point dim or exclamation point midnight in chat for more information about the Kickstarter. Yeah, I'm super thrilled to be a part of that. Rich is a really great guy. If you guys have been following the stream punk since we started streaming on GNS back in the day, like from the first game I've run, I have always incorporated something aquatic into my games because I love the ocean, as you all know. Um, from uh, from Leviathan in space to Raft City, we have always had Aww. something to a giant whale humping the side of the Sally ride. We <laughs> have always... Up. Excuse me, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll catch you up. Well, I disappeared in a whale for a while on Doctor Who. Yeah, he did. I <laughs> 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 But it's like that scene we had with Doctor Yada last week. Right. Like, that's the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you back that? <laughs> Literally, the first stretch goal is that gorgeous coloring book that they were talking about. And you, who doesn't want a coloring book? Mm, yeah. Pretty good. Um, so thank you so much to everyone supporting that. Definitely check out Descent into Midnight. And uh, we'll keep you guys posted on the stretch goals as they come and go. Um, <laughs> and uh, that was really the big announcement that I had tonight. Um, aside from the fact that pretty soon I'm going to be able to release uh, the first images of our bridge. Oh, yeah. We are, so I'm, I'm working with Tadeo. I believe I said his name correctly, Tadeo. 
Um, and uh, he is a virtual artist that is actually building the interior of the, of the USS Ross for us, starting with the bridge. The next will be Med Bay. Be sick bay. It'll be it. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for my. I'm ready for my bay. I'm just gonna so. push five across the table and say. Promenade's gonna be the Promenade. big one. Mm, Promenade's yes. gonna be a big project. Promenade is a big deck. I need my little medical bay. I need to, I need to post it on my wall and go, yes, that's yeah. the way I live. <laughs> so that's it for us. Um, that's my announcements. Anybody else got any announcements? We're gonna be at PAX East mm-hmm. at the end of this month. So uh, basically next weekend. Next weekend. <laughs> next weekend. <laughs> We're at PAX East next weekend. Wow. And also uh, tomorrow, if you're local to Los Angeles, I am singing at the Rockwell. <gasps> You are. I what? am. <gasps> it's called the Rockwell Sings Disney, and they oh hired me. They're hiring you. You need to come. work on your advertising. Okay. Well, I've, <laughs> Seriously. I've been I'm sorry. People, I've been. No, 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 no. no. It's on. It's <laughs> on my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram. It's everywhere. Excuses, it's excuses. But like, let's talk about how amazing this is because, like, Jeff Goldblum plays the Rockwell. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the fact that he's you're almost as good as Bonnie is, Gordon. Is, oh, is, I don't think he'll be there tomorrow. But if he is, I'll let everyone know. Be like, oh, hello, Jeff Goldblum. Would you like to hear a song from Dumbo? Because uh, that's what I'm doing. Are you singing Baby of Mine? So go check that out. Go and do that if you're local. If not local, hopefully we'll tape it. I don't know. And I don't then know what the Pax East. Pax East any other announcements for the evening? Uh, keep you. going, Discord. You're wild. <laughs> you're wild. <laughs> I have all thanks. It's getting dark in there, folks. I love really? it. I love it. But there's like so much hope. In the Wait, wait oh, yeah. dark? How dark? Do I but have to stage another? Oh, no, 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 no. Just like people are like talking about their emotions uh-huh. and like. But are they in are, counseling? Like, Do I yes, need to talk to Actually, they are in counseling. Great. They, 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 they made a new channel really called good. Heavy RP. Yeah. But but oh. also but also they like have good counseling practices, oh. which is why that like I know the names this of my counselors. Why my staff is so large. Just 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 to clarify. Counseling for characters. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yes. If you're not licensed professionals, please don't add us. No, no, no. Yeah. So true. So true. We, but we support and love you. But it's, uh, uh, it's really cool. Everyone is really diving into their characters and just like great backstories. Yeah. And, um, Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you for keeping our world alive in other ways, folks. Yeah. It's very cool. Aki, you had an announcement? Yes. <laughs> I was just waiting, sorry. <laughs> All right, um, so uh, this Wednesday, you are going to see me and a couple of other pretty awesome people that you might recognize playing Altered Carbon with Ivan Van Norman <gasps> right here. At few times. At times. I believe we start at 6 p.m. Um, so, or 6.30, it's one or the other. There's, uh, there's stuff That's on my important. Twitter. <laughs> sorry, oh, Twitter I, Twitter my, yes, yes, please. <laughs> my, my brain is, is, there's a lot going on for me this week. I'm on like, all the streams. Oh, yeah, and tomorrow, it hasn't been officially announced, but I'm pretty sure Bria won't mind. I'm also going to be playing um, Pirates of Salt Bay tomorrow oh. over at Scabby Rooster as a Yay. guest. Yay, um, so, yeah, if you're if you're interested in some some piratey stuff, go over there. Um, more information about that over on the Saving Throw Show's Twitter. Yeah. Right on. Yo, ho, ho. All right, anybody else? Yes. Uh, you can also see Aki on Thursday along with me on Twitch's... Twitch.tv slash D&D from 5 to 7 p.m. PST on Thursday for A Darkened Wish, the streaming tie-in. That launches this week. We're very excited. (laughs) How cool. Uh, Twins. It's going to be very cool. Is this a Dark Sun game? 
No, that launched last week. Didn't that it? launched last week. Yeah. This and is the comic. Is on LSM oh, Network. That's right. I mean that Be on too. Tuesdays. That's this right. is Thursday. This is, this is the one where we play con- canon comic book oh. characters in D and D, and I'm a boy. That's right. This is your boy. <laughs> yeah. I remember this. Now. Not the Y. You were telling me the Y. I'm playing a character with a Y. You were pantsing. You were telling me that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is a hilariously apt description of this character. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm playing twins that look like me. Yeah. They look like me. Oh. So I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh. I finally get to play my binary. That's my first thing I said, too. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you, buddy. You're almost like a best friend. Yeah, almost. <laughs> so, lots of good stuff from all the stream punks this week. But first, we're going to space, and I'm excited. Yay! Well, that seems like a good reason to start our intro, so let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode of Clear Skies. I didn't want to. I wanted to keep. I wanted to keep listening to what y'all are talking about. I'm like, oh, this no, is we're so talking about RPing with yeah. open worlds, like Star Trek Online. Oh, yeah, um, it's cool. One before time. we start, mm-hmm. reminder: yes, we have four momentum. Nice. Because yes. we are continuing oh. with the scenes. Yes. Gosh, I see, I wrote scenes. a note. I did the thing. I wrote a and note. You do your expertise. I love you. Exio <laughs> is very pleased with her crew. Whenever everyone functions without me, she's so happy. She doesn't Aww. even care if she's not needed. It's better if she's not needed. Aww. Oh no, best mom. <laughs> um, so, where we left off. Where didn't we leave off? Yeah. We are, on, we are currently, the crew of the USS Ross is in orbit and on planet of Ukaris. If you, do, do you guys remember the planet name? Ukaris 3. Ukaris 3. The Ukaris system. That's correct. Look, I We're took aware a note. Of the Klingon name, we're not saying it. Mm. We decided. You decided to disregard the Klingon name altogether, which is yeah. it's not particularly surprising that the Klingons have picked such a poetically degenerative oh. name for people that they no longer consider people. Rude. The Klingons, <laughs> as you all know, and, and Ambassador, you would be aware of this too, having been specifically training for your posting at on the USS Ross considering you're going to be on the other side of Klingon space, you've had to been doing a lot of research about Klingon culture. Um, thankfully, there's a lot of data available now at this particular point in Federation history. 
It has not come as any surprise to you at all that the Klingon Empire would basically be treating these people like trash. Um, in the in the in the psychology of the Klingon, it would be considered saving their family's face by not acknowledging that these people are still alive. Um, it would bring disgrace to the house, and so even the families have just nope. Our children died. Our uh. brothers, our husbands, our spouses—they're they're dead. They died when the Borg attacked. You guys have been trying your best to help this dying colony of Borg refugees, these Klingons, and a few other races that are not Klingon, trying to survive down here on this moon. This moon is it is a Class D moon. Or I'm sorry, that's the that is actually the the gas giant that it orbits. It is a Class L moon. There's no animal life, mostly just vegetation. Um, high winds constantly gusting through this through the atmosphere. Um, Stepping out into the into the open here on uh, on this moon, you're usually greeted with winds that gust up to about 45 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Using free units, I apologize. Um, it is a strangely haunting world of lowland vegetation. Um, trees here are very wispy; they do not grow very large, and of course, overhead encompassing most of your field of vision beyond the deep blue of the sky is the impossible visage of a gas giant. Mm. Um, if you could imagine if, if Jupiter was in the same distance from Earth uh, and the moon, mm-hmm. this thing literally, mm-hmm. you can see this gas giant pretty much takes up most of the horizon, creating quite a beautiful horizon. Unless that's something that you have a phobia of, which I do. Oh, really? Yep. Yes. Anything that appears larger in the sky than I think it should, I'm scared of it. Yes, like uh, it. you. That makes sense to me as well. That actually makes total sense. Mm-hmm. This it is it is a behemoth in the sky, and this you are getting just like a a basic visual of the size of the gas giant. Um, if I remember correctly, I described the gas giant as actually twice the size of Jupiter. So this thing That's is huge. this thing is yes, Jody, massive. That's a big planet. Sometimes when the moon's too big here, I kind of have a weird panic. <laughs> there's this video, sorry to derail us, there's this video on YouTube. I will show it to you later. It's okay. awful. I wasn't sure if you were talking about yourself or the character. Me. Cool. No, Me personally. No, we're just no. taking character right now, having a little... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> over, sorry. No, um, no, no, no. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the, the colony has been suffering. Um, the Klingon Empire has allowed this colony to exist, but apparently they've decided to stop supporting it because it has been sending out a distress call for months with no reply. When you all arrived, you basically discovered that the colony size, which originally was 61, has been dropping precipitously. The population is now 34. Mm-hmm. 90% of them Klingon, the rest are other space, species, and a few unknown humanoid species. Um, mm, yes. Most of them just refer to themselves as Borg, which you suspect Exio has a lot to do with just identity. Yeah. And and trying to reclaim an identity or to forsake the identity they once had. It's 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 not consistent. Some refer to each other by a name, most refer to each other by their number designation. Um, particularly the Klingon survivors seem to be pretty dead set on referring to themselves by the numbers, which is brings us to the other members of sure. down here. You have encountered um, there are four in particular, four Klingons in particular, that you have all encountered. Zhang, which is the Klingon doctor that is essentially the caretaker of this colony, mm-hmm. um, has the has been the one that was basically sending out the distress call and mm-hmm. uh, was 
very pleased when you all showed up, but then painted the dire picture that was taking place here. Um, then there's his assistant, Charek, which is an official representative of the KDF. Now, the Klingon Defense Force is a rare bird because Klingons, um, Ambassador, you would know, Klingons do not organize into a mass military unless there is a mass threat. Like when the Dominion War is happening, the KDF came together. Mm-hmm. When there's not a big war happening, the military of the Klingon Empire is divided up by houses. Um, so to be delegated to this place by the KDF, in your mind, Ambassador, is there's something about the context that sounds like this colony was being swept under the rug and this Trek person was probably being sent to the worst posting that the Klingons could think to give him. What did he do? What did he do? <laughs> um, Bring him to me. Let me ask him. Trek, Trek apparently also does not give a damn about the people down here and has showed no regard to any of the Klingon survivors and everyone just kind of leaves him alone. Um, he, being an official representative of the Klingon Empire, he's given a tremendous amount of latitude, and the doctor, uh, Ijang, has expressed intense frustration of not being able to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's Eight. Eight is sort of like, the best way to describe Eight is the village headman. Eight is a Klingon, uh, res- uh, one of the Klingons that was rescued from the Collective and kind of speaks for everybody. His second in command is Two, who is one of the very sick Klingons that is currently incapacitated in bed right now. Um, two, he has warned you, has a temper, can become violent. And is two, yeah. Second in command, just goes by two. There was another Klingon who was designated 12, but died the moment you all arrived when you got a basic idea of how bad things were here. The Klingon survivors and the Vulcan and the human and a few of the other species, the survivors of this colony are starved and without hope. Um, there are three working alcoves that is supposed to accommodate was originally a colony of 61 Borg survivors that have been disconnected from the collective and were just trying to build some semblance of life. Um, now there are three working alcoves. There were originally 10 that were uh, functioning, which in itself is not enough. But they've had to make do. But the replicators, the technology, everything in this colony has been failing for a while now because they have not been given any resources. Um, The Klingon Empire swept them under the rug and walked away from it. And that is very clear. Now, before we jump into the game, a heads up, because this is a restricted planet, this entire episode, so long as you are here, is gaining a, a scene trait you guys are technically in violation of Klingon law. Dun, 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 However, dun. your yeoman and her genius, the new yeoman that is now the assistant to the captain, uh, and actually assists both you and the captain. There is a yeoman that came on board um, during your last in Starbase 24. This is new one I met. Oh, that's right. Oh. That's me. No, you met. What? Yeah, you yeah. met Asmi. I think you met Asmi. You met the eager beaver rules lawyer. Yeah. Asmi Shant- <laughs> Shanto. Asmi you were on the. It's been a lot of medicine in my body. I don't know. That's, that's right. You were on the whole <laughs> planning party. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You were standing on the side of the ship. Oh yes. Um, Yaz, uh, Asmi Shanto. Asmi Shanto um, is a yeoman third class. 
and was assigned to uh, Captain Azari. And uh, aside from being assigned to Captain Sol, is also available to the XO as needed. Okay. Yeah. So she is a yeoman, essentially assistant, helping manage all of like the things that need to be managed to keep paperwork off the desk. But she also happens to be an expert in interstellar law because she Ooh. wants to become a JAG officer. So this is part of her assignment to get that prereq out of the way and become one. Ooh. It just so happens that... Yeah. Yes. yes it Everyone just so, needs a lawyer friend. It just so happens before you guys established orbit, Captain Sol turned to her and said, can we get in trouble for doing this, essentially? And Yeoman Shanto basically said, I can get us out of that. Yeah, because dist- does distress call override exactly? See, this is why we're good <clears throat> yeah. like. yeah. She hasn't she hasn't expunged. She hasn't like really explained exactly how, but she the distress a, call overrides. That's why. Essentially, <laughs> the Federation has an obligation as an ally of the Klingon Empire to help the Klingons, our yes. allies, in need. We are doing them a service. Um, <laughs> That's all right. They can yeah. this later. <laughs> yeah, essentially. It's, okay. Uh, so, okay. however, that is still adding the trait of you all are in restricted territory. So, the longer... I'll the, add the naughty trait. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the longer the USS Ross stays in orbit, if y'all get noticed, the chance is always there that a Federation starship might get spotted orbiting. Okay. It. So, but, for now, as expected, all is quiet. Remember, this is an isolated colony that no one wants to remember. And space is, you know, big. So what? <laughs> yeah, there's a whole show we named live Vast. In society. <laughs> it was space is big. <laughs> yeah. Something. Um, I'd weird. like to address. What's up? Uh, the moment we get the we're on the bridge, I'd like to address something. That's um. So where we left off was we had uh, Lieutenant Commander Prawl and Lieutenant Lacat were going to the residence of uh of Trek mm-hmm. because. Prawl basically approached Lacat and said, listen, I'm going to be blunt. You're a Cardassian and you've got a nose for this stuff. Should we be suspicious of this Klingon? And and Prawl was like, I'm going to follow your lead on this. What do you want to do? Do you want to go investigate? And Lacat said yes. So Lacat and Prawl went to this residence, knocked on the door, no one answered. You went around the back of the house yeah. and initiated a scan and discovered he was not inside. How and, easy. Okay. Yeah. And that's where we left yeah. off. So why don't we pick up right there with you just looking at your tricorder and detecting that there is nobody inside the house. Great. How easy does it look like it's to break in? Um, there, the, the windows here are actually quite well sealed. Okay. Um, probably because this is a place with the high winds. Okay. It looks like the, uh, the openings are latched up pretty good. It doesn't look like it's glass. I really want to break in, but I should ask Paul what he wants to do. Yeah, he is um, sort of the senior officer. Yes, yes. And security chief. Uh, Commander Paul, there's he, no one in there. He, Paul, you you see this trill come stomping around the side of the house I'm looking at my you. Tricorder. You just hold up the tricorder <laughs> and point at it. <laughs> he just leans in and looks at it and says, didn't we see him come this way? We did, and... I think I personally want to check his quarters to see if we can find anything suspicious, but we can keep scanning the area. Um, you do have two men, but you know what? I'm going to leave this to you because this is your job and not my job. And you're better at this than I am. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Looks at the house, kind of just kind of tossing that aside and just goes, 
All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to break something and go inside. You're going to scan the area to see if he ran away. Sound good? That sounds perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to do. We are on the same page. Let's go. Um, and Jay is like actually like excited for adventure. He puts right his now. hand on your shoulder for a second. He's like, "But we shouldn't separate. So why don't you come with me to the front of the house and All keep right. a lookout while you're scanning?" All right. Um, and I'd like to run a general scan. Okay. So you go back to the front of the house. He gets up to the door and he starts pressing this button. He's like, "I can't tell if this is just bad Klingon tech or if the damn thing's broken." Uh, Where's tech when you need him? You know what? Right, I'd like to uh, attempt to detect hidden, uh, just detect, like, if I can see any hidden traps or if there's any, uh, <laughs> We're like, gonna do detect a general, traps, detect yeah, just, like, do a general perception <laughs> test. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because um, I have a talent that links into hey, this, so I'm trying to use it. you're a science officer with a tricorder if you want to scan for that. And I'm a Cardassian. <laughs> Here we go. That's going to go on a shirt. <laughs> and I'm a Cardassian. <laughs> Um, okay, yes. What am I rolling, my friend? Uh, so this is going to be a tricorder scan, so you're going to use, this is going to be a straight-up reason science roll. Beautiful. The difficulty would be Wait. two. You're using a tricorder. It drops by one. What's up? No, grab, just one grab, a, grab a momentum and then get a third die. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Spin a momentum. Do you mind? No, go for it. Thank you. Um, and then... Okay, I would like to use. Oh, you know what? I got three successes, so I don't really need. Difficulty was, was one. So you gave so two moments. Two moments. Yes. <laughs> That's why we do what we do. The door is not trapped. Beautiful. Um, it oh, has been. It has Sorry. been locked from okay. the inside. Okay. Huh. Is what you're detecting. You can spin okay. momentum for information. Obtain information. If you want to know anything else? Um. Uh, blah blah blah. You know what? Let me talk to Paul first. Okay. Um, so it looks like there's nothing suspicious about the store to start off with. So we might as well, uh, if you want to continue trying to break in, that seems like the best way. Seems mm -hmm. like it's just locked. He looks down at it and says, you know what I've noticed about this colony is a lot of things just seem to be breaking. He pulls his phaser out and sets it to a low setting and points <laughs> it at the door lock. And he goes, oops. <laughs> <laughs> You see sparks fly as the side panel explodes oh outward, and the door goes and kind of splits open a little bit. Oh no! Crawl puts it away and starts forcing oh no. his way in, like shoving. What a shame! I'd like to keep a uh, lookout as he as he does this. Okay, you're gonna face the door. No, she, 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 she's very cool about this. Um, she's uh, she she's into this. Um, so thankfully, yeah. Um, right now, because it is actually getting late in the day yeah. and the wind is, is gusting again, yeah. visibility on this planet has always been poor mm -hmm. because remember I described when you guys arrived, there is just like this constant blow of dust yeah. that's blowing through here. Um, it's not particularly easy to see what's going on across the street mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. there's no one in the immediate vicinity. So you're just kind of taking a look around. No one seems to be moving about right now. So, Okay. So as he, well, that's a little bit worrisome. I wonder if something bad happens at night, but we're just going to file that away, Jane. Um, <laughs> uh, finally, um, I love you uh, so much. <laughs> be my friend. <laughs> I am your friend. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we established that. Continue with the scene. Okay, um, <laughs> continuing with the scene. Um, okay, so this is, it. would it be possible with my tricorder and possibly my comm um, to see if Chirek had a comm on himself and see if I could, like, detect that comm. You you might have... You wouldn't necessarily be able to lock into his comm signal. Okay. 
Um, you, you might need tech for something like that or some okay. kind of engineering check. Okay. However, um, it's easy enough as a scientist to scan for a Klingon life sign. Yeah, I mean, let's that's just do it. Not, but, that's somewhere yeah. where it's not supposed to be. Uh, and then did did we see if he overtly looked like he had any Borg tech on him? Oh. Shrek? Trek did not. No, Trek no. did not, right? Trek looked like a okay. traditional Klingon warrior. He had the full awesome. armor on and everything. Which is going to make the scan a lot he easier. He also had a disruptor on his side, so he does have a deadly weapon in his possession. Those are very strong. Yeah. Just letting you know. Okay, They're very bad. Great. I love it. I want it. There is no stun uh, No. No, you don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. No. My captain says I can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the same thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, we're going to make it the same thing. <laughs> Um, (laughs) (laughs) so much is happening anyway so much is happening Uh, I like to detect for a Klingon life sign alright go ahead and make a check this Uh, is going to be a straight up roll of um, this is going to be another reason science check you're scanning for life forms. Difficulty. Your precious little Difficulty. Every single time this kind of scan happens I sing it every single time and take a third day um I'm going to say tra- uh, difficulty two. Great. Yeah. I'm going to take it. So down to, down to one. Because uh, you're going to Commander Paul, how's that broken door looking? Just as you say that, he finishes the last shove to get one of the door panels into the wall. Three successes. All right. So gain your momentum. Um, he looks inside as the shaft of, of like <laughs> modeled sunlight beams in through the dust that's kind of pluming through the door. I'm sure uh, the Into wind. the darkness. Yeah. I mean... You basically just see the only light in here is the shaft of light that's beaming through this plume of dust that's blowing through here. Prawl immediately steps in and un- it pulls out his phaser again. You see a couple of lit panels cling on, mm-hmm. so reds and yellows on the display screens with the Klingon texts and whatnot. The place looks completely empty. So it's very minimal. You see the Klingon bed, very much like the other place that you've looked inside. Um, computer panels... Um, does it look minimal in the way that uh, whoever lives here doesn't actually live here? They live somewhere else? Or minimal in the space sense that whoever lives here just doesn't care about this place? Your suspicion is that it's the other one. Your suspicion is that whoever lives here doesn't give a damn. What okay. you do see gathering around on the floor mm-hmm. is the equivalent of what looks like reused bottles. Mm. And the stench that's coming out of them would suggest alcohol of some kind. Right. Some kind of toxin. Um, he starts looking around. Um, you see him look over at the data screen and he presses a few buttons and he goes, My Klingon's not that good. Presses a few buttons on the console. You're a chirp. And says, Hang on. Must be better than you thought. I can't tell what it is, but it looks like he received a message. Oh. Can I? Can our tricorders not like read Klingon? Sure. Yeah, I like yeah. to try. I like to try and translate. You immediately. You don't have to roll. That's in. Great. That's a difficulty zero. You're a translate. Tricorder be, immediately begins to detect the the Klingon language on the, the okay. pad. Begins to interact with it and begins to translate what you're seeing. Um, can we just take the whole pad as well? It's not a pad. It's actually built into the wall. Here. Oh dang! So it's okay. part of the ho- the hovel essentially. But what you notice is your tricorder is telling you that a message was actually received, not from this colony, you can't tell where, but it's sort of like looking at someone's inbox. You can see that there was a message received from no one on planet. Okay. And it's, it says unknown sender. It has been opened in red, 
It has not been deleted, but you can't open it. It's locked. So what worries me is, so it doesn't worry me that he has messages because he is, you know, the official liaison of the KDF, but it does, you know, worry me that it's an unknown sender. It's like, it's not like the KDF is going to use spam accounts to talk to people, right? Which is what, um, uh, Lieutenant Lacat to Chief Tech. Oh, yeah, Chief Tech here. I'm a little busy, Lacat. What's up? Um, how busy is busy? Well, I've got a whole colony of people that are dying because they can't get their their uh, equipment working, and that's kind of what I'm working on. You know, the whole source of their life. So not not too busy. What's up? So on a scale, <laughs> so on a scale of, I turn to Prawl. He's looking at um, you. Commander Prawl. Yeah. I'm gonna use your professional opinion here. All right. On a scale of priority, um, can you hear what Chief Tech just said to me? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, on a scale of priority, what Chief Tech is doing versus decoding this message, where would you say one falls above the other? This message isn't going anywhere. I want to find the son of a bitch that's supposed to live in this house. I love that answer. Never mind, Chief Tech. We have a, something for you after you're done with that that is actually very important. Yeah, you More always important do. More important than this. Uh-huh. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> um, so he's a trip off. He sorry. Says, um, oh, now. <laughs> um... So if I remember correctly, you were yeah. going to scan for a Klingon life. Yes, I am. Done yes, yes, so I would like to do that. Go ahead and make your roll. Great. And then we're going to jump reason to... Science. Yeah, this is a reason okay. science check. The difficulty here is going to be three. Take a momentum. I would like... is So I actually have a question about tricorder technology in general. Is sure. it like a cell phone signal that if you like climbed up higher or like you know no. got stepped outside no. you get a better Something reception doesn't, getting closer does that like okay. to the thing it does have scanning. a limit it does have a range but the range is extraordinary like it, okay. it can detect things up to kilometers away okay great perfect no, yeah. it, it does have some, some take a, fallibility take a, when narratively inconvenient an extra okay. die like wind that's right i can extra burn i can like burn wind. threat to basically be like look okay. there's interference yeah here we go um Amazing. <laughs> um, success is my friend, but Three. I think one of those is uh, a crit. A crit. Yeah. Do you have skating for life for? So no, I'm trying of, to look and see like if I have anything. Oh. Would xenobiology work? Would sensors or xenobiology work for this? Uh, sensing xenobiology. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on what the answer is. Um, also, survival. Just. I would normally say that alone, because sensors is really referring to ship sensors. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, and xenobiology is really referring to the biology of aliens. Mm-hmm, so, okay. mm-hmm. Like, but the fact that you have survival, xenobiology, and sensors, <laughs> I'm going to say yes. It's Yay! like the combo. <laughs> three, three, three focuses in one. There's no way LeCat wouldn't be like, I know what the hell to look for. But right? that's two crits. Um, okay, so two crits. Oh, so go ahead and gain your momentum. We have, yeah. we have, oh, um, yeah. where, where'd it go? Uh, yes, there is one Klingon life form <laughs> moving very quickly uh, <laughs> about a kilometer and a half away from the colony. Ooh. There, a kilometer away. And, um, north, and south, east, moving west. Moving away, east. I tell east. I tell Prawl. Prawl just shakes his head and says, chirps on the communicator and says, Commander Exio, this is uh, Commander Prawl. Go for Exio. I've got some news for you. Is it good? It's getting good. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> Please uh, talk fast. So as he's expositing everything, yes. we are In cutting to you mm-hmm. because you were by yes. these alcoves with a small engineering team, if I remember correctly. Yeah. All right, here we go. And my kit from Your kit. Ross. Yep. You are being given an extended task. Ah. <laughs> I made a flow chart. <laughs> All right, so here you go. The work track for this extended task yes. is 12. Okay. 
The magnitude is three. Three. The difficulty is three. Difficulty is three. And it has a resistance of two. Resistance of two. Because this is Borg tech. And even though you've got this kit, um, this is this takes some finessing, particularly because of the condition that it's in. Mm. Um, you know what? So first, we're going to do a diagnostic check, and then we'll jump into the work track. What's up? First, I'm going to um, call for help. Uh, Chief Tech to Chief Singh. Uh, this is Chief Singh. Go ahead, Chief Tech. Uh, Singh, I'm, I'm going to need your expertise on this one. Can you give me an assist? Really? Yes, of course. Be cool about it. I. No, it's my first away mission. I, I yes. know. Wear I... the suit. Wear the suit. The, the suit? Well, the exosuit. You yes, I wear the exosuit. Thank you. I don't know where you're gonna need to go. Understood. Uh, sing out. Be there in a moment. Uh, sing out. Chirp. <laughs> we'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll wait for for Sing to beam down. But does not take him long at all. Um, being a transporter see, chief, I would hope not. <laughs> so beaming into your field of vision in a full enviro suit, with a helmet on and everything, you see Chief Sing. Beam down, and the first thing he does holding this kit is he flinches as he sees a, a Klingon with a Borg apparatus for an arm, like walking by and just looking at him kind of curiously. He says something. I say, be cool, be cool, be cool. Your universal translator doesn't pick it up, but it sounds like it's one of the native tongues of Earth, one of the many languages spoken on Earth. Uh-huh. And it Boy, that's prob- a nightmare. It probably has some, it probably falls somewhere in the universal translation of holy shit. Yeah. Um, but not quite as sweary. Right. A little more polite. Right. And he kind of startles as he says this. And this Klingon walks by and he sees you and goes, waves and he comes walking. Just like, be cool, be cool. Like, he jogs up and he goes, Chief Sang reporting for duty. Is it G. Willikers? Great. Okay. We need to fix these alcoves. All right. These people are dying. Uh, this is their only source of nutrition. How's your board tech? It's not... I mean, as I guess it's okay. Great. Perfect. Thank you. You're assisting. Great. Why do I need to wear this? Who knows? <laughs> that's that's good advice. That's very good advice. Um, and he follows you over. <laughs> a few of the other assistants, <laughs> a few of the members of the Ox crew who are on this away mission with you, um, kind of just stare at him a little bit. <laughs> and You're he, so mean. They look at him as he looks back up at them and he goes, who knows what could happen? And they look at each other worried. <laughs> Now we have a panicked engineering crew. (laughs) Listen, the engineering crew is always panicked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So go ahead and make a quick scan. So this is to discover what the hell the problem is, and then we can start on the work track. Let's do it. Thank God we got one. roll, and then we're going to jump to what's going on with Ambassador Mejanil. Okay. Um, So. So use a tricorder. Okay, so use a tricorder. Uh This is going to be, um, oh, this is going to be good is what it's going to be. I hope so. Um, let's find out how quickly I can assimilate you in one second. What? Um, all right. So this is. I just. I, I like getting death threats from Sam. I haven't said a single thing. Doesn't he, doesn't even have to say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam will just like slowly smile and say Eric, <laughs> and then violence follows. Um, so. I think a control engineering check. Great. Is gonna be your. Is gonna be the call. Okay. And I will spend. Or sorry for the difficulty. Uh, the difficulty is four. <laughs> Definitely gonna spend a momentum yeah. for cautious engineering, uh, and then the tricorder reduces it to three. To right? three, that's right. Yeah, and then uh, control engineering. I'm gonna give you an assist from your engineering team. Yes, yeah, that's what I want. Okay, cool. So yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Everybody ready? 
On three, we're gonna scare. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. And oh, nice. So we have I. Uh, one, two, three, four successes. One with from a crit. your engineering team. Great. Right, so so five, successes. Successes. five successes total. So gain two momentum. We're, We're maxed up. up that okay, you that's get, great. You can use one for yeah. um, information. Bam! So as your tricorder runs over the alcove, it takes. I mean, it is is an intense scanning that's being coordinated between other three other tricorders mm. as you are all scanning this alcove. Um, a few of the Borg survivors have stopped to watch. Mm. Um, they seem curious. They seem hopeful. They're mm. just watching eagerly. Um, one of your engineering staff looks over, and Chief Singh looks up from his tricorder and looks at you. You're both realizing the same thing because you're seeing the same thing on the tricorder. There is some kind of energy output that has been in tech speak. I should go ahead and just say in techno babble. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what has happened is it looks like the energy source inside these alcoves has been deliberately corrupted. Right. Mm. And is actually feeding... If, if, if the, the, the best way to say this is if this was supposed to be a regeneration cycle, someone's slipping poison into the food. So does this... So I'll use one of my questions then. Does this seem like it is a technological virus type situation or there's something that's in it emitting... Uh, something is in it emitting. Something is in it emitting. Uh, another question, is it a life form? Is it a goddamn cucumber? Uh, no, it's not Great. a life form. <laughs> um, um, so, uh, no. if you want to get uh, any obtain information, there is more if you want to know more. Yes. May okay. I yes, please. recommend the notion within this scan of using it to create an advantage? with respect to this extended task, that mm -hmm. perhaps something you find here mm -hmm. is intuitive or pings on someone in someone's expertise in some way. So we spend to create a disadvantage, create an advantage uh, and reduce the difficulty for this task in Toto. Yes. A potential other use of momentum right. in addition to obtaining the drink. So what I'm gonna do with that in mind is I'm gonna call over to one of the uh, survivors that's been watching uh, is there anyone? I'll just look at someone that looks. The Vulcan. Come over here, real quick. If By you the could. way, if you remember, the Vulcan had gotten a little rough with you the last time you discussed <laughs> that's anything. That's right, that's right. He walks over to you. Um, you can see that he is quite thin. Mm. Um, does not seem to have slowed him down on how powerful he is from your memory or recollection. Um, he approaches you kind of cautiously and says, What? What do you want? I just need, I just need you to take a look at this, and I'm going to spend two momentum mm -hmm. to have his expertise kind of come into play to okay. see if he can give me any more, if that's okay with everyone. Absolutely. Um, he looks at this this output and just says, "These power output settings are not consistent with the Borg regeneration cycle." Exactly. This has been deliberately done. This is consistent with. Let me show you. And yeah. he goes over to the alcove and says, give me your tricorder. And Singh, without missing a beat, hands him the tricorder. And he starts scanning the alcove and says, are you detecting? Are you seeing this? And he holds up the tricorder. Um, you see, um, with your obtained information, small levels of theta radiation are being fed into the energy output devices here. Uh-huh. Theta radiation being one of the most lethal forms mm -hmm. um, 
it's being dosed, which means it has to have been installed specifically. These alcoves are not capable of having, like, it. There's, there's, there's no doubt now that this was deliberately done. Um, do, with my readings, are are these alcoves actively emitting theta radiation? Yes. It's right now. Yes. Great. But, but the the levels are so minute. Yeah. That your tricorder was not picking them up on a on a on a like a cursory scan. Right. Um, All right, everybody except for Chief Singh, we need to back up right now. Everyone immediately following your orders, uh, Chief Singh goes, but I wore the suit. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the levels of radiation are small enough that you will have to be inoculated. Yeah. But it doesn't, it's not dangerous. No. However, plugging into the alcove, yeah. that's doing the trick. Right. How it's intermixing with the plasma conduits inside this alcove mm. is literally causing poisoned milk yeah for the for the uh, Borg survivors and it, what you're starting to get an idea of right now tech mm-hmm. is that because of the volatile destructive nature of theta radiation that's probably what in just intermittently shut down every single one of these alcoves mm-hmm. gotcha uh, chief tech to dr. McCrell yes mm, doctor I know that you're busy but maybe one of your staff could uh, work on an inoculation for us we've got a small amount of theta theta radiation coming from the alcoves and uh, we need some uh, protection to keep working. Yes, I'll get right on that. Are you saying that our patients are being poisoned with radiation? I would add that into your medical scans, Doctor. That's what I'll do. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. As quick as you can. <laughs> Tech out. Yay. <laughs> Just because I talk slow doesn't I, mean I'm <laughs> not working fast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um... So, so we'll wait for the... Well, now oh. what we're going to do is while you're doing that, because that's 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 all its own thing. So now um, you, you'll still be able to work. Cool. Like you're... You'll be fine. You're kind of you're kind of committed at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like whatever exposure you've had, you've had. Um, it, it is true that staying exposed to radiation is not necessarily a good thing, but the levels are low enough that you can probably continue your work. I'm just preventative. It's Who smart. knows what could happen? Yeah. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No unnecessary exposure. Right. Um, so, uh, so you have your. Let's go ahead and do the first roll yeah. of the extended task. So as I'm you begin your work, the lead who's taking over this task, which is me, okay. makes a roll against the task using the GM assigned uh, disciplines, and the assistants make a single D twenty roll. Correct. Okay. So the assigned disciplines, of course, is control engineering. Yes. Um, the work track is twelve, right. which means you need to. Hit Fill up that work track to start getting breakthroughs. Yes. You get breakthroughs if you roll five or more successes after resistance. Mm-hmm. And then right now the resistance is two. So right. any successes that I roll, we would have to subtract two from for the resistance. It's Unless like armor. you burned momentum to get the piercing effect and ignored resistance. Right. Uh, yeah. And um, Did we get that advantage? Oh, from... From mm-hmm. using that, paying that two momentum to get advantage. Only, uh, difficulty two. Yeah, then it would be a difficulty two task for the first roll. Yeah. Great. Okay. It's not permanently reduced. It'll give you an advantage for this first roll. This first roll. Yeah. That's great, because we just need to get started. Mm-hmm. So, it's a good start. Yeah. Uh, right. I'll be using that, and then, of course, using the tricorder or the kit or the different tech to sure. give that bonus. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm going to use cautious engineering okay. to add one to the mm-hmm. pool. So I've got three dice right now, and then my assistants will be rolling one. One die. All right. Ooh. They didn't roll so good. I did. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> So I have, okay, who will this count towards a crit? Because I have a focus in transporters and replicators. 
This would not be on Okay. Here. Yeah. So uh, I have three successes. Okay, that's enough. And then I would like to spend a momentum to add piercing to it. Okay, so okay. that'll so get that rid keep... of the, diff- the resistance no, of two. No, because he, he got one and I was using that one. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So we're still at three. Still at three. Uh, okay. And so that is three on the... Or, yeah. So you hit the difficulty. You got past <laughs> the resistance. So now you're going to roll two challenge dice plus one per success. You rolled over difficulty three. Which so is zero. So you're just going to roll... Because it was two, wasn't it? The oh, because you reduced it to two this time. Yeah. So you get so three, three dice, dice, three challenge dice. Okay. So go ahead and make your and roll. And then these are special D6s that have both a Starfleet symbol, um, one starburst, and two starbursts, and then blank. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what the effects or anything are. <laughs> so there's two uh, one starbursts. Okay, cool. So then that's... You've worked basically... Marie can always re-roll uh, for one moment to make his like. That's uh, true. Selectively. Just mm. the ones that come up like Let's do it. Okay. Why not? Okay. One momentum. One momentum. So, so just so you know, effects do not affect the work track. Okay. All. Yeah. So, but they do count for whatever it is. So, like, a uh, Starfleet symbol is one. Starburst two means two, obviously. So how many did you roll total? Three. Three? Well, no, no, no. Three sorry. dice, sorry. Three dice total, but one was blank, which I'm re-rolling right now. Okay, cool. From a momentum Go ahead and re-roll that then. Also and blank. it's blank. No. So Not that's much. two. So you knock down two on the work track. Great. Um, the moment you guys start to get to work, about 15 minutes pass after this first increment of this extended task, when Singh looks up at you and goes, this is going to take a while, Chief. We should probably have some Enviro suits beamed down to limit the exposure. We have our medical staff working on inoculation. We, we don't have time to get everybody suited up. We need to keep moving fast. Well, then you should take my suit. You're ahead of the project. He immediately removes it. No! And hands it to you and says, this will just take a moment. All right, all right, all right. And I'll get in it. All right, he takes the suit off and heads it to you mm-hmm. um, and exchanges the suit with you. Um, all right, back up on the USS Ross. The captain and Ambassador Majanil have been on the bridge with Lieutenant Vren, listening to everything that has been happening down at the planet for the past hour. And it has been some drama unfolding down there. Um, periodic check-ins, also XCO. I meant, oh, I meant. Yeah. You now know. Oh, the drama. <laughs> Prawl, you, you are now both aware of what Prawl and the cat are up to. Um, you're, yeah, they're right. You guys are yes. essentially, at this point, apprised of the situation. Um, I am also very much apprised of my captain's stress right now. <laughs> uh, oh, another thing to that effect. Would you, like me, would you like me on the thing right now? Oh, no, oh right. No. Okay, Orwell. real quick. Yes. Orwell has been hanging out with the captain. Oh. And so... They when, did take a liking to you. They, well, from the beginning we know beginning. that, but yes. as, as I got a little more, oh. Orwell has been wrapping around Sol's leg, and if someone gets too close, he gets a little... <laughs> but I know exactly who can get past Orwell. <laughs> What? I know exactly who can get past Orwell. And uh, <gasps> Olin looks down at Patience, who has yes. been sitting at, at ease at their feet, and then just in Japanese says, to them. And um, Patience gets up, goes over to the captain, sits next to them, and puts their head on their leg. Mm-hmm. You're like Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> Doolittles are cuddling the captain. Space druid. <laughs> Space droid. Roll for cuddles. It's <laughs> one. No, I, I I snuck a few in there. That's two or three. <laughs> but uh, they were small, maybe a little short. I don't, I don't, I don't know what Orwell thinks of me. <laughs> yeah. 
We have oh, not had have this encounter yet. We have mm. not. We have not yet rolled for. We will see. For Orwell. <laughs> Get bite and me, then, so Orwell. And then Olin, <laughs> Olin just lets patients do their job, and uh, and then sort of you know sits back, and uh, as of now they've not been called to do uh, called on to do anything. So they're just going to. Be yet, be here at the ready if anything okay. needs to be done. Sitting in the chair next to the captain, you're just keeping an eye on them. Yep. Um, there's a few chirping now noises coming from the helm. When uh, Vren leans over to uh, Ensign, help me pronounce this again, Massier? Uh, Massier. Massier. Ensign Lucien Massier, and just whispers, Are you detecting this too? And Massier, they just nod back to Vren. About that point, Vren swivels in the chair and says, Captain, I'm detecting. Warp signatures <gasps> near the planet. There's a ship out there. <laughs> Were they cloaked? Difficult to say. My guess is whoever they are, they're doing the whole hide at the pole trick. Why should they have to if they're cloaked? We wouldn't be able to see them. Maybe they're not cloaked. How far out of our orbit would we have to adjust course to take I, a bit of a look? I could bring us there in about 30 seconds, Captain. Without spooking them? He seems to hesitate and says, Honestly, Captain, I don't know. My honest assessment is the Ross is, she's a big girl. They'll see her coming. Messier, take a look. See if you can push through sensor interference. Hi, Captain. And I'm going to go ahead and mm-hmm. make a roll. Yep. Yay. Quite so. I love it when Oxcrew shows up. Mm-hmm. Oxcrew. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So that's two twos. Ooh. Yeah. And that's a go from Ross as well. Okay, great. Um, what was the difference? The ensign says, Captain, I think I may have created enough interference with the sensors that we can at least get close before we're detected. Perfect. Bren, alter course. Here we come. <laughs> Bren cut, presses a couple of buttons, and you watch the planet begin to move on the view screen. And he says, maximum magnification. And he zooms in. Um, at first, you don't see anything. Um, but then you realize, against the backdrop of space, Something is out there. Vren spots it too, and he says, changing spectrums. And you see the overlay on the screen just goes, and immediately there is a ship that is clearly not Klingon. It looks like some kind of freighter ship that is in orbit near the pole. Um, It's running on very low power. And within seconds, the ensign says, Captain, they've got some kind of dampening field around their cargo hold. I actually can't get a scan on the inside of their ship. Good to know. How long until we're in tractor beam range? Five seconds, Captain. Friend says. Good. Wait till we get in range, then raise them on hails. Captain, they're running. You hear the chirping <gasps> sound. Get them. Going full. <laughs> The Ross begins to immediately accelerate through the atmosphere, and a little bit of her underbelly, you can see, uh, if this was the show, would light up as Vren literally skims across the stratosphere of the planet, um, keeping low to sort of, like, take advantage of these interference. 
caused by coming through this this low to the atmosphere. The ship turns immediately and begins to go full impulse, and the Ross takes after her. Um, there is now a chase on. Um, <laughs> you felt an inflection from edgy to hunt. <laughs> Adrenaline They're rush. definitely calm now. <laughs> Um, the moment they, that Olin picks that up, they kind of just uh, give a small snap, and uh, patience comes back to heal. Okay. Um, so the USS Ross closes very quickly. She is a big ship. It's taking her a little bit longer to accelerate, but the truth of the matter is, is she has those engines. <laughs> Two warp cores! <laughs> um, she's catching up on this vessel pretty quick. And you hear Vren muttering to himself, just kind of like, and uh, he's already on that tractor beam. Um, the USS Ross is closing in. He says, "We're in range, Captain." All right. You see this tractor beam activate. Let's roll for the Ross, shall we? It is a yeah. scale three this ship, is so much fun. and this is a strength five tractor beam. This is not yeah. going to go well for a scale three ship. <laughs> scale three versus scale, scale six. six. Not, yeah. not not yeah. not looking too good. It's the reason yeah. why I believe in our baby. <laughs> There's a reason why a lot of ships who went up against the Enterprise D were like, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, what big, think? big yeah. ship. Do you have the tractor beam uh, roll Stats? on you? Because it does work slightly differently than normal. Does it? Well, because it's a catch. It's oh, not that's a right. I can look at this up real quick. So just be right be right with you here. Turn the systems. Transporter rooms. I'm busy healing people. I can't watch this. <laughs> the large yeah, sage inside like, of you is just going. I know. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Plus, you're healing people. I know. Damn, saving lives. Damn, saving lives. <laughs> Drinking tea, saving lives. Typical Tuesday. Uh, this is going to be a look up. I can't see it here on my cheat sheet. So let me just look it up real fast. Um, but this mm-hmm. is a good thing to know. Mm-hmm. So talk amongst yourselves. Um. <laughs> Rave is like, damn, okay. okay um, let's do it. Yeah, let's do this. So essentially, can you talk me through what this role is going to look like while, mm-hmm. while he's looking it up? Uh, in fact, I can't because tractor oh. beams work differently than traditional yeah, ship they, weapons they because don't... I'm not aiming to do damage. Right, right. Um, but the strength of it, I believe, influences scale of oh, what I, see. I can catch. Okay, okay. Uh, so mm. a strength five tractor beam uh-huh. get could conceivably... Get quite a big boy, which makes uh, Azari Saul very happy. And the strength determines how many of the success dice that you roll? Again, we'll see. Oh. Look at Saul. Because we were a very small <laughs> no, right. ship with a fairly weak tractor beam, right. when I was a tactical officer. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have never served on a ship quite so large, I uh-huh. honestly said. It's true. <laughs> also, it's true. Also, I assume what? Well, this is easily the largest. <laughs> well, this roll, depending on the difficulty and whatnot, also uh, help towards momentum? Or um, does Ross not We aren't a fighting ship. The tactile no. officer engages but. a tractor beam at a nearby object or vessel. This requires a control plus security task assisted by the ship's security and structure. Oh, boy. Ooh. That's not going to go well for this guy. The yeah. difficulty is two and can only be directed at a target within close range, which you now are. Mm-hmm. If successful, the target is immobilized and cannot move unless break free and unless shield modulators 
Unless using shield modulators, the raw power of their engines, or disabling the tractor beam. Right, mirror. unless this freighter somehow is a Q ship of some sort. All right, all right. So I'm, I'm going to roll. Will this generate momentum for us if we go over difficulty yes. two? Okay, mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah. Yep, so difficulty two. So this is control security task. Mm -hmm. So we're going to roll for our. Oh, I have actually stats for our uh, security officer. Ooh, where are they? What did I do with them? Oh, because I went digging into the cheat sheet. That's why. Here we go. Uh, let's... May I assist from Presence Command? Uh, yes, absolutely, because that's kind of what the captain does. Okay. So, are we using we're using Ross for this? Uh, yes. Yeah, the Ross uh, the Ross is assisting with structure plus security. Mm -hmm. And just one because it's uh, yeah, mm -hmm. just one. All right, so difficulties two. Make it a roll. Oh, that's a go from Sol. Not for Ross. Okay, um, it's a success with a complication. Okay. So two uh, successes. Two successes. No momentum. Um, all right. So the tractor beam immediately activates, and security. Ross grabs him. Um, the moment Ross grabs him, um, the Ross begins to rumble. The bridge begins to shake a little bit, and Vren goes, "That's not good. Well, that's not supposed to happen." Engineering report. What's going on? <laughs> a few seconds later, you hear the frantic voice of an Andorian woman <laughs> saying, uh, looks like he's using some kind of reverse impulse beam on our tractor beam. I don't think he's going to be able to break free with this, but it might burn out our tractor beam sensors, or our tractor beam emitters, Captain. All right, can you remodulate to shield them? Uh, working on it. Good. Um... Please. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, um, Vren just says he's trying to get away. He's trying to pull us along, Captain. I'm going to request permission to go full reverse. Granted. I'm not the only one that can give you turbulence, you son of a... <laughs> he immediately <laughs> begins to go full reverse. The Ross literally, her sheer size, pulling, dragging this other ship that's only about six kilometers ahead of the main saucer use back the across well, the atmosphere. Use the grab well. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is so funny. Uh, this isn't my first tractor beam. <laughs> this is mine. You're actually starting to get an idea. Vryn isn't just dragging this ship backwards in full reverse. Vryn is also trying to navigate the fact that the magnetic pull of the planet mm -hmm. is actually mm -hmm. causing a slingshot effect. Yeah, and he's yeah. using it to sort of guide the ship around. Good boy. Um, Our pilot's so Look a boy. Um, meanwhile, in sickbay, <laughs> as this is happening... Did I, um, so I obviously felt that rumble, too. <laughs> we're not there yet, oh. Um, oh. but that's about to happen, yes. Uh, in fact, what you would have noticed is we're at red alert. Oh, yes, we are at yes. red alert. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We activated a tractor beam. Shields are up. Yes. We're at red alert. Um, so um, you've got this patient on your bed. Yes. You're trying to save him. Now that I know that the radiation, I'm assuming what my scans would have picked up the radiation. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let that piece of information become an advantage for this role. Excellent. So you've got the appropriate hyposprays. Yes. Um, Drazoline, I think they called it, or <laughs> Thorzoline. They yes. had come up with a really cool name for it. But you basically have the inoculation devices to spray, to, to do the hyperspray and, and try right. to stabilize them. Stabilize the so, radiation. you're in the medical facility. Yes. So you're actually going to get an assist from Ross on this, which is another reason why you brought him back here in the first place. Yes. You are going to get an assist from Ox Crew as well. Oh, yes. Because um, you got a nurse. I do. Um, Who, who's my nurse? You're gonna make me pull a name? <laughs> Sorry. No, you should make me pull a name. Yes, please. I want to know what our ox crew is doing. Oh, uh, Shamira, isn't that? We have a nurse, Shamira. Uh, say that slowly, please. Shamira, I believe. Shamira. I can check very quickly. Like the mythical beast. That sounds right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, is it Chimera then? Shamira? No, it was an SH. Oh. Oh, okay. 
Shamira. This is important. I want to know who Ox Crew is helping here. Me too. Mm-hmm. Which Ox Crew is helping? So Shamira? I like it. Nurse Shamira. I believe so. Nurse anyway, yeah. we have a big old crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. So if it's a different person, guess what? We've instantiated a crew member. <laughs> yeah. There's also that name if you want it. They're a nurse. Let's keep go with on. the first name that we have called out and keep him. Yes. Keep, keep, nurse that the, keep that on the bookmark yeah, if you could, please. Um, so, yes, your Thanks. nurse is going to go ahead and give an assist here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, so go ahead and make a roll. The difficulty of this is going to be four. All right, I will take momentum. You are also reducing this by one because of the medical equipment that you are using. So this is going to drop to three. Three. Yes. Nurse and Shimera is approaching and giving you all of the sprays that you need in order. Yes. Because it's quite the cocktail. Um, fighting all the infection, inoculating for theta radiation. And um, and I'm assuming I'm using control medicine? Yes. When attempting control medicine tasks to heal injury, reduce difficulty by one of healing hands. So then now, okay, and great. So yes, this is an injury, so... And I'm, I have a focus on infectious diseases. This would also constitute yes. an infectious disease because his body is peppered with yep. infection. So um, I would so use that two, focus. So difficulty two... Uh-huh. I uh, used a momentum. And just your, work? Okay. your nurse just rolled a crit. Woo! So succeed. Did confirm, Shamira, by the way. Shamira? Uh, human. <gasps> we have a crit over here. I have. <laughs> wait. I have. What is this? Three crits. And uh, what's wrong? I have two crits. Computer's medicine? Uh, so computer's medicine. One, correct, yeah. two, three, four, five successes from me. Crit from Ross. Crit from Ross. <laughs> Seven Six, successes. Seven, eight, nine. nine successes. Is that a record? So nine. Uh, it is tied for stream punks all the time and. Very decidedly clear skies all the time. Yeah. Can I just Damn. Can I just oh, no, say that we time. just That's right, there was one completely time. healed him and yeah. sent him back down <laughs> like who's there? The Borgian plants disintegrate. Yeah. Yeah. Um just These rises with sunlight. Advantages, advantages, like whatever. It's a we tense get. moment. Yes. Yeah. Because you're essentially not only are you using the dermal regenerators, but you're also pumping this Klingon full of uh hypospray as well as inoculating him. You're doing this all because you see his vitals are dipping. Um, your nurse is going over there just handing you hypospray after hypospray yes. after hypospray. Um, after you insert the last hypospray, your hands play des- deftly across the L cars in front of you mm-hmm. as you watch the life sign begin to stabilize and the infection right before your very eyes begins to slowly crust and begin to break away from the edges as the, the immediacy of the medicine taking effect is visible right in front of you. Um, and you, you see a healthier color, actually a healthier color than this Klingon has probably had since becoming assimilated, begin to slightly restore to the skin. Because he, he was one that was pale, that, mm-hmm. that never changed right. back. Yes. Um, and Good. your nurse just goes, he's stabilizing. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> yes, we did this. We did this. <laughs> yes. Well, at least we know... We will let's save um, the concoctions that we've b- to bring back down. The sick bay goes, <laughs> rumbles, and the rumble causes the Klingon on the sick bay bed just to go. And I'm pulling that complication now. Ooh. <laughs> it was rolled on the bridge. Oh, you see the Klingon's eyes shoot open, and he goes, and he reaches down and just rips up the medical bed that's like holding him down. Um, uh, I'd like to stop him. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> so we're gonna pause that scene there, <laughs> because back down on the planet, 
Exio yes. is currently standing in front of Prawl and LeCat. Mm-hmm. And you're standing inside the hovel, and yes. LeCat is literally going showing you... going to get you, this message um, immediately. Prawl, this is very much a lot of evidence I would like to have against everyone. Prawl just says, with your permission, Commander... He's a kilometer that way. We can probably catch him if we start running. Go catch him. I will deal with this. And he's running, so we're going to run. Then you better run fast. <laughs> yes, Commander. You with me on this? Absolutely. You know how to use that, right? He looks down at the phaser. I know how to use that. As you, as, as you guys leave, that. <laughs> as, he, as he steps out, he stops you for a second and says, Look at just real quick. Mm-hmm. This is a Klingon. They use disruptors. They do not shoot to stun. He will try to kill you if he's who we think he is. So just be aware, okay? I appreciate the heads up. Let's go. Alright. <laughs> would expect no less. This would be no fun if there was no real danger, right? <laughs> anyway. Wow, yes. that's a key behind the curtain, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Captain. <laughs> And, 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 and the two of you like, yeah. Exio clocks like, that Prawn needs to stop babying the... <laughs> it's fine. I'm a science officer, okay? Yes, and you also went through training. Thank you very much. Fair, fair, fair. You are a fully trained officer of Starfleet. Thank you very much. Thanks for continuing, Mom. You know what? <laughs> it's fine. Run. Yes. Y'all are running. Yeah, we're running. Okay. <clears throat> um, all right. I'm just imagining. What are you doing, Exio? Walk- I just like to imagine me walking through this windy place without any movement. In me. <laughs> just completely yeah. stationary. Is your hair blowing? Not a, absolutely not. Why would I? It doesn't time? interact with the environment no. at all. <laughs> what a you know, waste of energy! Is it simulation of yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so I would like to um, open that message. All right, so this is going to be, you're literally hacking a computer here. Yes. So go ahead and break in. Yeah. This is of gonna course. be control, okay. this is gonna be a control engineering check. Okay. And the difficulty is three. Control engineering. Okay. Oh, Toe pick. Um, may I um, call in an assistant? Sure, do you wanna call in? Um, uh, there is a civilian on board who um, I recently read their file, and they, they signed up for counseling, not with me, but of course I check everyone um, to sign them properly. Um, and there is currently, um, uh, I need someone to help me with this particular technology. I've never broken into a coming on um, computer program before. And um, so so I would like to um, do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so um, there's a civilian on board, Antoine Melodon. All right. And Antoine, uh, oh, okay, Antoine Melodin. Melodin, yes. Yeah. Human yes. ex-Borg civilian xenotechno-archaeologist. Yes. Um, you <laughs> chirp up and, <laughs> meanwhile, up in the Ross, Antoine. They should have been contacted a while ago, but uh, this, why not? Antoine, listen, why don't we say this? Why don't we say mm-hmm. Antoine was told to be on standby? Because he, being the fact that Antoine um, yes. was aware that there was Borg technology on this planet, I'm sure that the personnel file was like, hey, we might need you for this. Flagged, yeah. yeah. Um, up on this ship, he, he looks up and just goes, uh, yes, Commander? Hello. Um, I am attempting to break into a computer, and we need the information, and you might also be helpful with what's written in here. Um, as you know, I'm sure there's much going on up there, but... Um, if I could get your assistance, I'm going to tap into their system, and any guidance you might have, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, yes. I'm certain I can help. Um, I'm certain you can as well. Yes, Commander. Let me 
We're breaking into a system. <laughs> yes. It's, I'm going to system tap, and then I'm going to send them to you so that you understand what we're looking at. Okay. Yes, I can help you with that. Great. System Great. tap. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a display, and he goes, Yes. Wow. Yes, that'll do. Uh, okay. Um, it looks like a standard messaging server. This doesn't look like it's encrypted. It looks like it's just locked out. This is just a password break. Wonderful. This, uh, Let's this, do that. Okay. That's me. Okay. <laughs> I'll do that. Yes, and Commander. And I would like to use my focus assist. of system tap, and right. also I would like to use my uh, my talent of advisor. I'm using I'm commanding okay. him to help me. Okay. So, <laughs> so he's making a control computers check. Okay. What um, am I using? He can assist. Can he can use the ship. So Sal, uh, Sally, oh. mm-hmm. Ross can help here. All right. Um, uh, Ross can Ice, help. Uh, computer security. Yep. That sounds right. right. And they may re-roll a d20 if it goes right. Oh, okay, perfect. All right, so the difficulty of this is going to be uh, secure, uh, three. Three. We're pretty full on momentum. If you I would like to use momentum. You <laughs> sure. have to use a momentum. Right. I'm using a momentum? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, we have plenty. Because I'm assisting, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. I rolled a natural 20, so I'm going uh, to pull that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, re-roll from advisor. That's right. Oh, re-roll. that's right. Re-rolling it. Let's try. 17. Is that a success? Uh, no. But mm. how many did you get? None. None? Got two here. No joy from Ross. Um, wow. He looks at this and just goes, I'm I'm sorry, Commander. I, I've, I'm actually not good at breaking into Klingon systems. I, I, Is there a way that you can pull the file without having to decode it yet? Um, well, actually, yeah. Can you yeah. pull the system? Yeah, I can tell you exactly how to do that. Right. Walk me through it. Um, okay, so you're going to open uh, the... With your words. Right. So you're going to... Uh, is there a panel, like a door underneath the... There should be... There's always a uh, like a maintenance uh, panel underneath one of these... High or low? Uh, low, sorry. It's right underneath. You'll see the lip. As you drop down, you do see sort of like the indentation of what looks right. like a maintenance panel. He says, just pull that open. Okay. So you're going to see a couple of chips in there. They look like isolinear chips. Um, I'm going to guide you through this. Um, so, and then he goes into the tech speak of like guiding you through, but essentially, essentially he has you pull the power source and just rip out the mainframe. Excellent. And as you hold this, as he holds it in front of you, he says, now, uh, just get it, beam that up to us and we can do whatever you want with it. Really? Is it sing? Sing there? Uh, you hear, yes, commander, shouting. Are you at teleporters right now? Uh, no, I'm at alcoves right now. Ah, forgive me. Yeah. Teleporters. <laughs> Teleporters. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on duty? Um, you probably. I assume that there's an error at uh, an auto error that's popped for tran- trying to contact transporters. Ah, yeah. So now I know that there is right shields are up. Right. Exactly. Um, I haven't been able to. So yeah, as, essentially. <clears throat> yes. You end up getting in touch with uh, Shia Lin who is a crewman third class Bajoran operations officer is currently manning the transporter pad. <laughs> um, you, uh, the moment you hear it, uh, this is transporter room two. Hello, transporter room two. Is Are we on red alert? Commander Exio, yes. We're actually shields up. I think we're dragging a ship across space right now. Fascinating. <laughs> okay. Well, um, when you are done dealing with that, I have something for you to transport up. Oh, yes, Commander. Right away. Wonderful. Stand by. Locking onto your position. Oh, I see. 
Yes. Locking Small in. package delivered. Okay, Commander, I've got it. Wonderful. Please make sure that that gets to Antoine. I believe that they so are. They can't beam it until shields. Ah, yeah. well, shields then are. I'll just stand here. You literally stand there <laughs> with a stillness that no organic being could match. <laughs> just like like a frozen program as you hold this thing. <laughs> and our transporter chief, crewman third class, <laughs> Shia Lin, is standing there just going. How's your day? <laughs> uh, it's it's been a little bumpy. Um, but it's been good. Sure, it's sure. it's been a, a decent shift so far. Wonderful. You're doing very well. Thank you, Commander. How's... Thank you for answering so promptly. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Ch- Chief Tech called uh, Chief Singh down, so I took over. Right. Yes, I, I did communicate with them first, but I believe uh, they're quite busy. You know, actually, since I've got you, yes. um, I was wondering if I could schedule a counseling appointment <laughs> with you sometime this week. Sure, sure. I have a free time. Um, let's see. Well, it, it depends on how today goes. I have both. <laughs> she just shakes. Just, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You have you have today free? Yes, about um yeah eleven hundred hours from now, depending on how the rest of this day goes. Uh, okay, I think that's. Uh, I'll have to double check. No, no, I'm I'm sorry. I'm working extended shift tonight. That's fine. You know what? Um, I'll just send over my 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 schedule, and and you can just drop by whenever you want. My door is always open. Great, thank you. I really appreciate that. I've been meaning to reach out for. A few days now, <laughs> but you know it's been real busy ever since we arrived at this uh, colony. No, of course, and I know we've all been quite worked up. It's been a very long shifts, and everyone has been doing their part. There's been a few hiccups and strange. I understand. Cut to the bridge, <laughs> and Vrain goes. He's not going anywhere, Captain. I've got him. <laughs> all right, good. See if we can raise uh, calms for now. Hailing frequencies open. <clears throat> we got him. You're on, Captain. On screen. Um, you see on screen a masked individual wearing some kind of helmet that has that gloss effect right on the front, masking the face, decked out in what looks like full black leathers. And you hear voice modulation immediately. Just He says, release me now. You have no authority here, Federation. Oh, don't I know. I'm investigating a distress call. I need to be very comprehensive. Make sure you weren't the cause of the distress. I'm sure once you send me over your ship's information, I'll be more than happy to apologize and release you. I am under no obligation to send you anything. I, too, was answering a distress call. Hmm. And so when I talk to the warden, he'll confirm that. The warden? Yes. The warden will confirm that. Now release me. Good. Stand by. You talk, send off the communicator. Uh, the hold is <coughs> not uh, available for scanning. Out of the life forms, Messier. I can't break through the scans, Captain. Looks like there's a big enough dampening field that our sensors can't penetrate. <coughs> Friend swivels in his chair and looks at you and says, Only smugglers and criminals carry that kind of tech, Captain. This person's definitely hiding something. Good catch, Lieutenant. Well then, what do you think we should do? Away team. Let's go over there and bust him. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <coughs> do it, do it. Do you think that's a good idea while we have so many of our best stuff on the planet? I don't. You hear as uh, <laughs> you hear the yeoman pipe up and says, Captain, I'm sorry. Um, Just to be clear, mm-hmm. he actually will have legal grounds if we don't play our cards right. We don't know who this person is. We don't. So maybe an away team is not the best idea. It kind of leans in and looks at Ren. Uh, she says that, and he just goes, right, right, okay. Yeah, okay, so we can't bust. Um, 
Um, um, hey, wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Dampening fields around the ship preventing sensors. We have probable cause to hold them for contraband. That's illegal tech in Klingon space. I look to the Yeoman. The Yeoman says, technically that's true, but we're a Federation starship. Under the Kittimer Accords, however, we could do something. Right? And the Yeoman goes, it is stretching it, Captain, but Vren actually might have a point. And there's, of course, the fact that we are allied and therefore are expected to engage in patrolling against all piracy and smuggling in open space and in allies in space. It's also worth noting that this particular ship has refused to identify themselves. And I'll just be completely honest, they're dirty and I want to. Asmi just kind of, you see the Bajoran and she smiles and she says, um... I'm going to do my research then, Captain. Right. <laughs> she pulls up a data pad. Um, we'll hold them, right? And I look back to Tactical. Um, tactical Tactical just nods and Vryn says, so we're going over there? Do we get to go on a wait mission, Captain? Oh my God. We're going to wait for you and me. Okay. He swivels back in his chair and says, we're going to wait for the you. The longer we wait, the more likely we might get some of our security staff back up here as well. Right. And the longer they wait the more nervous they get. Mm. Are they nervous? I can't tell from here. They're not close enough. Captain Jaxia? Yes, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> What's your status right now? I'm currently holding. I understand that your shields are up. How's yes. it going? Ah, oh, we're at a bit of a standstill, but we might have a boarding party in our future. Interesting. Yes, there was... Some freighter smuggler, most likely, hiding at the poles. You said that you had a runner on the planet. Yes, Commander Prowl and Lieutenant uh, Lacat are on it. Good. On foot. <laughs> One would assume he might be trying to beam up, or they were trying to beam down for mm. this ship. Yes. Very possible. Uh, let them know? Hmm. And I'll see if we can send some people in a shuttle to meet him. Hmm. Wonderful, Captain. Thank you. Uh, I'll go do that. Um, I want to just pull something to the exact height of my hands <laughs> and leave it there. Okay. <laughs> and then run. <laughs> you literally just kind of <laughs> grab like this metal, this essentially this big metal slab and just screeching noise you pull it over across the floor shaking some of the dust off the surface and you just slight elevation change it's not going to be enough to affect a transporter lock you just kind of set it down and then bolt and out run, of the room and <laughs> what are you doing calling them who, who, who are you calling um Lacat and uh Prawl. um okay you hear commander Prawl answer yes Commander. I'm on your tail. Um, new information from the captain. There is a ship in orbit that they have attached to our tractor beam. However, there may be a possible um, escape pod or, or, or ship, or they may be sending a ship down, or they might be beaming him up. Either way, the captain, I believe, is sending a decoy. <sighs> Sounds good, Commander. Great. Cut to you. The two of you are, like, yeah, running, running at full... Um, 
I can't, I can't use a, I can't use a tricorder while I'm running, right? Yeah. You can, but it's at increased difficulty. Okay, great. Um, I, because I would like to just basically see if he's like hailing a transporter mm-hmm. or something. No, so at this point, just yeah. just for good dramatics. Yeah, great. Let's. We'll do this. <laughs> throw that. Just buddy. for funsies. Okay. So we don't get lost in like ranges and whatnot. Great. At this point in the narrative, I think it makes sense. Um, it's been about seven or eight minutes, okay. which is long <laughs> enough for you guys at a full sprint to clear a kilometer. Be a little winded, but clear a kilometer. Um, you come dashing out, and you see up ahead, as the two of you are running, um, you see what looks like a shuttle that has oh, great. been... It looks like it has landed. It's about, I would say about 60 meters in front of you. As oh. you and Prawl begin to slow down, and he... Waves his hand and bring like to slow down, stop. Yep, kind of like I thing. stop. I mean, the two of you stop and you just and you can hear voices up ahead. Oh boy. Um, okay, so what does our cover situation look like? Getting to them. Lots of vegetation. So okay. cover here is not bad. Okay, great. Nothing will protect you, but yeah. certainly obscure you. Okay, great. So um, if you want to make ye old stealth check, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can totally you for traps. You're doing stealth <laughs> yeah. checks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're a rogue. rogue. <laughs> so, so this this is gonna be. Yeah. I'm gonna say this is gonna be a daring security check. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I. <laughs> None of us. <laughs> I know what this crew stats are. <laughs> Um, um, all right, uh, Paul, I'm going to try and approach from the left. If you want to take the other side. You know you. Um, security. Okay, now hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got two successes, but because I was suspicious by nature, when attempting to detect hitting mm-hmm. enemies, traps are other forms of danger. The character more we roll a die. Do you think I can do that here? Forms of danger? Forms of danger. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, enemies. Absolutely. Prawl has the focused ground tactics because he served in the Dominion War and constantly watching. Uh, that's correct, and he also is constantly watching. He is, and he has cautious security. He's good at his because job because he. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, three successes yeah. and Prawl. Okay, so the two of you actually managed to get around, sneaking around the sides of this Great. perimeter. And the two of you, um, at about the, about the point where you can spot each other from across the way. Can I say both... I have my phaser at the ready, or does that? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's fine. Cool. So the two of you kind of flank, spreading out. The wind is just, it's blowing so much that it's masking any noise you're making. It's just causing all the leaves to just rustle and roar and whip around you. Um, it's hard to make out the voices, but as you clear some of this vegetation, the two of you spot each other from across the way of this, this clearing where the shuttle has mm-hmm. touched down. You've never seen a shuttle like this. It looks like some kind of junker shuttle. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Klingon that looks very familiar standing there who looks like he's having a very heated conversation with a Lethian. Okay, okay, so does so I can't hear it, but it or does Lethian, the yeah. does the tricorder have like any sort of like amplifying capabilities or even recording capabilities so I can like re-listen to the sound clip later and maybe like enhance, enhance. Ah, they are considered as keeping receipts, like old mm-hmm. tricorder logs as a yeah. concept or a thing. I, I huh. think that's doable because I think okay. I've actually seen that. Okay, great. Um, so, but I'm going to increase the difficulty as you're essentially, you know, jer- jerry rigging this thing. Amazing. To do it. Yeah, come at so, me, bro. Let's um, go. We'll say difficulty is three. That's and I'm not going to give you the tricorder bonus on that. So it's a flat difficulty of three. Take a momentum. And I'm going to say this is going to be a control engineering check. Okay, great. Control engineering. But I tell you what. Yes. 
Um, I will let you use your science focus. Yay. I'm going to GM the rules a little bit here because I see what you're trying to do as a science officer. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is taking an engineering check, but I think it would be fine to give you a science focus on this. So you, anything you roll of your science are below five or lower. Great. Love it. We'll count as a crit. Oh, thank Beautiful. God. Okay. Okay. Difficulty is three. Uh, difficulty, that's three successes. Okay. Yeah. Um, there it is. So as you're sitting here chirping on the triker, you leave, leave, like holding it up. Mm-hmm. Tech has taught you some pretty kooky things in the past couple of months. <laughs> I mean, kooky. it's it's been a month and a half since you guys have been like journeying together, and he's taught you how to use oh, these yes, tricorders. Oh, yes, it has. Yeah. We're not going to talk about the most recent experience that we had. <laughs> Everything before that, it was great. I have a great relationship with Tech. You hear voices coming through the tricorder. Um, okay. And the voices you pick up is a Klingon going, You told me that all I had to do was supply you with three bodies. I've given you half a colony. I can show you where they're buried. The tech is just laying there. Take it. What else do you need? Lethian says, there is a Federation starship in orbit. You have called down attention. I can't even guarantee if we're going to be able to escape. If their sensors capture our ship in orbit. And then you hear a chirping sound come through. And you hear, Captain, Federation starship has detected us. They're closing in. The Lithian looks at the Klingon and says, You fool. Probably gotta keep them here. Such a phase is to stun. My phaser sounds stun. Theirs ain't gonna be. Just keep that in mind. Can I shoot? Yes. <laughs> Our first weapons fire, y'all. <laughs> it's an ambush. Great. So what? You were on the side. You were on the side. The ambush. Surprise attack! I thought that was like a double ambush yep. there for a second. I was like, really, no. really leaning into your rogue today. You are suspicious. You, uh, you are totally day. leaning into the rogue. Uh, um, also, working, worth noting, your phaser does have a couple qualities that okay. might be relevant. Yes, including getting more than one boy at a time if you mm. roll effects. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. great. Um, but that will require a minor action to activate. Which comes at the opportunity cost of your aim. Great. Which is a reroll. Might need your help here, but yep. So, <laughs> but here's, that's sort of the over Here's the good news. Okay. Because normally aim in combat is definitely something you want to use a minor action on. Mm -hmm. Because you are getting the drop on these guys, mm -hmm. you're going to get a full round action here. So I'm going to let you use your minor action to activate your abilities on your phaser, and yeah. then I'll let you aim. Yes. Nice. Um, cool. Um, Because of the range, I'm gonna set the so the difficulty for firing a phaser at these guys would normally be two. I'm gonna draw, I'm gonna jump it up to three. Okay. Um. And that'll be it. Okay, this is a straight up roll. Take momentum for next dice. Okay. And crawl is also. Uh, so area is gonna be the thing that affects more than uh, one. So it's just you declare a minor action for that. Okay, great. Paul has a focus in hand phasers. Yeah, he does. He is. He's, I've been waiting for this moment <laughs> all uh, my life. Commander Paul, Easy. do you want dibs on either one of them? I'll take the clean on if that's all right. That is absolutely fine. You're running this show. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. And what, I'm so sorry, what are we rolling for? Uh, it's going to be, this is daring, uh, this is daring security. Control security. Oh, control security. That's right. Daring is security. Yes. Um, um, and then in that case, yeah, we believe three successes. You're good for this. Sixteen. I got two successes here. So, so we got five. two more, two momentum. Um, two momentum. Mm -hmm. 
good, good job, y'all. So your damage is going to be equal to your security rating. Okay, uh, great. That's a four. Plus uh, phaser damage, I believe. Mm-hmm. Plus phaser damage, which is... Phaser uh, type two is Oh, I have cautious security. Four, I'm going to burn a momentum to, to do a reroll. I have uh, phaser that's a two. phaser rifle, looks like. Four. Phaser type two. Yeah, just okay. phaser, phaser type two. two. Three. Is it phaser cool that I burn a momentum for a reroll? Three. Yes. So seven. Uh, yeah, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I have cautious security. Yeah, yeah, do it. So I'm gonna burn her. Yeah, gonna burn so we can do it. Okay. And he crit. Okay. Sweet. Yes. So we're which back is all, Which is if he because he was gonna miss. He had rolled two successes here. Because he didn't buy an extra twenty. Um, all right. So he's gonna hit. Um, so I this is gonna be da- okay. So the damage roll here. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a type two phaser. Area Two, four, six. Oh, this Ooh, guy's I'm going down. Eight. Yeah. Um, plus the successes. <laughs> so damage. Um, this is personal combat. So um, damage to this. That sounds right to me. Your security is three. Uh, then it's uh, it should be one more. A successful attack. Three plus. The attacker rolls the challenge dice, which is uh, equal to your security rating is bonus dice, and then you then you add your security rating as bonus dice, so eight total for this guy. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Reroll all those points. Yeah, I'm gonna reroll. Um, so I'm using one momentum to reroll my blanks. For Can uh, Paul would like to do the same? Okay. Yes, you may. We're down okay. to four now. Okay. Good. Okay, good. Literally every die <laughs> rolled something for for all. Uh, it, went, it, went from, it went from nothing to everything. That's why he's running the show. Those are go- going to. Um, I think area is Just blow up the planet. <laughs> damage with the breach effect. Um, uh, so Prawl, Prawl literally rolled five effects. Did he okay. also activate area mm-hmm. or yeah, he had this, for anything? Yes, because he had the same he had the exact same uh, okay. setup as she did. Good. Um so here's what here's what goes down. Because okay. they I, I've that, got that clears everybody. That's that's that is that. Um, <laughs> so what ends up happening is a wide angle stun beam from both angles essentially just blankets the front of that shuttle. Um, there's a high pitch, like pitch, like sound as these red beams, like the moment they they leave the chamber, these beams leave the chamber. They literally flatten out and spread like, uh, like just a field of yeah. energy. Um, both of these two clowns get caught, <laughs> and you watch the Klingon has time to throw his head back and scream. The Lithian, however, just crumples, mm. and both of them are stunned Wonderful. and down. Wonderful. Uh, and. I love it. Um, Prawl pulls the phaser up and looks at you and just goes, nice. Um, nice that's where we have to pause for our break. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> five, we have five minutes over. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and take our break. Okay. Uh, don't go anywhere. When we come back, it looks like we're going to get some answers. Stay tuned. Go oh, I, look right, like I, mean, I look like a giant animal. We're live, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, <hi. laughs> I told everyone like three times. <laughs> yeah, nothing. We're just discussing countdowns. No, no countdowns. No. We're just discussing potential of Orwell. Everywhere. Hey, I made my Not animal handling works. rolls. Yes. The good old fashioned way, like a D&D player, like a cat <laughs> a rogue. Actually. <laughs> Fair. All right, Lynette. What's happening? Let's go. Um, yeah. So, where we last left off, you had just phasered the crap out of these two jokers who were trying to get on board the shuttle. They were in the middle of an argument. Shuttle. One is a Lethian, from the look from the looks of it, and the other one is the Klingon you were after. Um, if you remember his name, Trek. Trek. 
She looks um, at Prawl. Bren is going to be so Both of them jealous. have dropped to the ground, and Prawl has come out of the bushes walking towards them. And he is aiming at the... Particularly, he's aiming at the Lethian yeah. as he approaches. Um, They're next to a shuttle, right? Yeah. So just to give you a quick... Because I didn't get a chance to, mm-hmm. because I uh, just didn't get a chance to do the scripter before yeah, actions were taken. It. But a Lethian is essentially, as you're approaching, mm-hmm. hairless... Mm-hmm. Face has a lot of what looks like cartilaginic like ridges all across mm-hmm. both the face and some bone structure, like some sharp bone structure across. They look like this. I'm going to no, give you the big description. No. Two, friendly, two very large fangs coming out the front, but their face, they look like deep red eyes. They almost look demonic for a better way of describing it. Um, this one is wearing what looks like dark black leathers wrapped all around him. He looks like a shady character from the moment you walk up on him. Like, he's got all the he's got all the trimmings of somebody who has um, fashion sense. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it that. Both of them are groaning and not moving, <laughs> laying on the ground. And uh, at <clears throat> that point, Prawl just gets on the communicator and says, Captain, this is Lieutenant Commander Prawl. Report. I've got both the Klingon and a Lethian in custody down here. It looks like there was a shuttle, possibly an escape attempt. Lacat and I seem to have stumbled upon what looks like a harvesting a of some harvesting kind. Harvesting of what? Judging from the sound of it, looks like our Klingon friend here has been part of the problem with regards to the health of the people down here. And this Lethian, if we were to understand and appreciate what they just said to each other without knowing we were listening, it sounds to me like he was coming to steal the Borg tech off the bodies. Captain, if I may. Yes, Ambassador. Uh, Lieutenant Prawl. Uh, yes, Ambassador. Under no circumstances allow that Lithian to awaken. Understood. They are incredibly dangerous telepaths, and they will not hesitate to rip your mind apart if you let them. Prawl looks at you and says, Understood, Ambassador. Thank you for that. You're very welcome. Keep them shut down. I and please send me a list of who we still have up here, whom you, Commander, would most like to see in a boarding party. Thank you. We have ourselves probable cause. I would say that's absolutely certain, sir. But we must also be aware of the Lethian over there as well. Any precautions we can take to uh, shield our boarding party from his telepathic attacks would probably be advisable. Huh? Uh, are, <laughs> are these kiddos armed in any way? Uh, yeah, so the Klingon has a disruptor on his thigh Great. and a diktach slid We're into a belt. Both of those away. Lithian, the bodies. <laughs> the Lithian, Lithian also, Lithian looks like a, Lithian has a, what looks like, um, it looks like some kind of small, pol- like handheld Polaron weapon, okay, um, which is extremely rare in the side of the quadrant. Mm-hmm. And you see the recognition on um, Prawl's face as he spots it, and he goes, "That is a Dominion firearm." Would I know that? Yes, I think okay. it, on Cardassia, yeah, you would yeah. spot. It would look familiar to you, and when he says it, it's a confirmation. Yeah, huh. you've seen him before. 
we should get those away from them right now. Um, so I would like to <laughs> loot the bodies. You can. They're incapacitated. <laughs> um, great. But then I would like to loot the bodies, oh but then God. I would like to use my tricorder to monitor their vitals to see if they, like, start, um, like, coming back to conscious because I want to keep this guy down. So, um, so the idea there is just to monitor that. And the second that, you know, he starts showing any signs of, like, come to... Shoot him. Just so you know, there's only yeah. so many times you can stun somebody with a phaser before it starts becoming lethal. <laughs> so Okay, we'll just hit him on... <laughs> Kirk <laughs> karate chop <laughs> yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, the <laughs> Or take a yes. pillow. What's that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is um, not how no. pillows are used no, in our no, community. I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry. Only for pillow. Only for forts. Only for forts and emotions. I'm so sorry. Um... I'd like to monitor his vitals. No. Okay. <laughs> um, go ahead and I would oh say, God. yeah, make your, this would be a medicine, this would be a reason medicine check. Great. A reason medicine. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, what's my difficulty? Uh, difficulty is one. Great. Um, ooh, that's one success. So okay. if you're using a tricorder, does it go down to zero and we get one momentum? I mean, it's not a medical tricorder, but I think it would still oh. work. Okay, yeah. great. Well, we'll yeah. then. Um, so, Thank you, Rolls Lawyer. <laughs> Paul looks at you and says, we need to get these two beamed into a brig immediately. I agree. Um, let's... Get something communicate. Captain, request permission to beam these two directly to a brig on board the Ross. I look to tactical. Can we <clears> drop <throat> shields long enough? We have a couple beams that are in queue. We can drop shields, Captain. Uh, will I, the beam? What's that? Will the beam hold? Beam will hold, Captain. Right. They're not going anywhere. There we go. Uh, I will coordinate with transporters. This what I the... would like to happen is a cue so that, given that there are a bunch of things that are going on, we spend the least amount of time shields down as possible. I'm not too worried about this freighter, but again, mm-hmm. I haven't ruled out that it's a Q-ship. I can't scan it, and I don't know if there are others. When you say Q-ship, what do you mean? Uh, it looked like a civilian ship or freighter, but it is secretly a military vessel. I see. Uh, yeah. um, or otherwise has that capability. So, Lieutenant, uh, by the way, uh, at, at security post right now. Yes. Lieutenant Alejandra Vasquez. Where are all... No. Um... So Lieutenant Vasquez uh, is currently coordinating deactivating the shields. Um, she brings the ship down to yellow alert, but deactivates the defense fields. So for right now, um, goes down to yellow alert. Um, let's see if I can futz with my buttons here. Yeah. Yeah. Like there we are. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Oh, let me just try something real quick. Okay. Changing all the lights. That's for those, you know, techno archaeologists. Okay, cool. That was also, uh, you put in a request to beam as well. I did. Yeah. Okay, so what ends up happening is over the course of the next. Over the course of the next few minutes, the shields drop enough where you are starting to do the beaming that is required to do. I won't have you guys roll. Um. The ship in question mm-hmm. either doesn't have the capacity or is smart enough not to try to open fire on the Ross. Yes. Because that probably wouldn't end too well. Um, <laughs> um, but I'd love to see them try. try. I wish um, they would. These two are beamed directly into the brig. 
And <clears throat> um, what I need to have happen next is I need to find out where Chief Tech is at. Oh, we're still at that uh, work check. Um, so as you're pulling that up, yeah. um, you come dashing out of the bushes just in time to see the transporter ream beams activating and these two bodies oh. just beaming up and says, Commander. Efficient as always. Wonderful. I've been caught up to speed and I imagine my project has also just been beamed aboard. We could search the shuttle. I'm sure yeah. there's something inside. Excellent. Let's go. Um, More looting. Everyone loads up into the shuttle and starts looking around. Um, Paul goes into his utility belt here and just pulls out, activates a light, starts looking around the inside of the shuttle. The shuttle looks like a mishmash of technologies. Mm -hmm. A lot of this, you're already kind of getting the pirate vibe as you're looking around. <laughs> like, there's just so much different tech Antoine. in here. <laughs> I want um, to send video up. Yeah. Okay. To to Antoine. Okay, so you can so you start just, looking at the kind of we are looking at. Um. Okay. Is he taking any sort of closer look? Antoine. Like, can I assist him in something, Prawl? Um. Who, Prawl? Yeah. Prawl's literally just looking around right now. Okay, great. He's just kind of scanning around, looking at this place. Um. Do you have a thought, Lacat? Yeah, I would like to take a closer look. Just you know, suspicious. May I accompany you? Absolutely. Let's go. Um, and just so you know, I have a uh, a specialist online. Oh, perfect. Then maybe you want to take lead and I can assist. I think you two should should, should be doing this. I'm just the camcorder. All right. The what? <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, all the Earth thing? Doctor Redgrave, she talks about them. Never mind. <laughs> I know what a camcorder is. Do you? Yeah. Weird. Haven't heard about one of those in a while, though. Well, anyway. my brain sort of works like one. Um, weird. Uh, Paul doesn't say anything. He's just smirking as he's listening to the two. And of I'm you. just, I'm just looking at everything. Okay. I would like to see if there's any sort of identification on board. Um, so go ahead and make a search roll. I'm gonna say this as you're kind of combing this. I'm gonna let Prawl assist here. Uh, can can Antoine? I'm sorry. Hold, hold on. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Can Antoine be the assist? Antoine is good at helping you identify technologies. Yeah. But for searching first to like pick out things that might be relevant. He, he, he wouldn't be too much of an assist there. Got finding it. it and then saying, hey, what's this? That he Got it. Yeah. Can I actually assist Prawl? Because I have a yeah. talent that would help yes, with this. Yes, absolutely. So Great. insight security. Great. Prawl is going to... So I'm going to set the difficulty of this at two. Prawl Great. is going to ask if I can spin yep. a momentum to get a third die. Yeah, do it. Um, we allow. Uh, we're down to four, Gina. Okay. So that's three successes. Great. What'd you get? That is... Oh no, no success. Okay, that's fine. All succeeds with it. It was difficulty. But, difficulty but, two. Oh, I guess it's only when a character assists a superior, the superior gains a bonus momentum. I'm only assuming that's if I succeed and that's a success. If it's a bonus momentum, yeah. 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 Well, it's okay. So, we got the momentum back. Um, Prawl's just kind of looking around. You see him pulling up some grates and whatnot. Shuffles mm -hmm. a few. Like You see him pull out a Federation issue phaser rifle and goes, <laughs> You're not supposed oh, to have that, buddy. Boy. And he sets that down. Looks then around. I grab it and pick it back up. Yeah. <laughs> Pulls out a few other things. You see him pulling out these various weapons, mm -hmm. like, and as he starts shifting through, you see him pull stuff aside and he stops for a second and goes, "That's probably what we're looking for." Any idea who it belongs to? Oh, what I got it? an idea. He leans forward and he pulls out a black Share box. Share the class. He okay, so he pulls out a box. He slides it out from underneath what looks like a silk-looking like cloth this purple silk cloth, and he mm. brings it around. It looks like black lacquer. Um, it has a lock, it looks like a data lock on it. It looks a lot higher quality than the other stuff in here. And there's a symbol on the front of it. 
and says, he gets on the chirp and says, Captain? Commander? Uh, what do you got? I'm linking you into my tricorder. Can you see this? And you see up on the main view screen uh, the inside of the shuttlecraft, and as the view goes down, you see a black box. On the black box, you see this golden symbol. It's diamond-shaped with what looks like a scimitar almost in the middle with a green background. It's a symbol you've seen before because you spent a better part of your Starfleet career taking them down. It is the Orion Crime Syndicate. Oh, snap! And he says, if you're looking for a reason to board that other ship, I think you just got it, Captain. All right. Do you got that list for me, and did you put yourself on it? Yes, Captain, I did. Good, you're in the next group to beam up. And then... Exio's on that list too, Captain, if you don't mind. Hello. Commander. If you need me to go a different way, they'd never see me coming. Hmm. I think you are going to be the one they will never find on their internal sensors. Exactly my point. Perfect. Yes, both of you. So, we've actually reached a point at this moment in the story where you have literally arrested everybody that could be arrested. <laughs> the day is young. You have, Not you with have, that attitude. You have, you have tractored the escape ship. Mm -hmm. They are not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. They are essentially in the hands of the authorities, as well as the conspirator and the Orion conspirator, yes. the Lithian. Um, and telecommunications between the two. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, Good smoking phasers. <laughs> As, as it, it doesn't take more than just one trip beaming over to the other vessel to see the operation in... There's only one other crew member on board, and it was literally the pilot. Removing his helmet, as security does, as he is stunned and dragged out of the front of the flight deck, he is also a Lethian. Um, and you see inside paraphernalia, some of it is Borg. You do see, like, it looks like... It doesn't necessarily look like tech that could be used but it looks like tech that is attached, like tech that's been pulled free, maybe saved or scrounged from somewhere. Probably doesn't have the expertise to use it. Um, yeah, we have to pause because mm -hmm. as this search is going and you're going through this, you hear immediately a calm chiming through that there's a security alert in the sick bay. Um, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so... Two things are happening right now. No, three things. On the, and it's all on this side of the table. <laughs> so we'll start with what's happening in sickbay. Okay. This Klingon Borg has awoken and torn off the, the front of the medicine bed. Now, the medicine bed's still intact, but he's freed himself. Mm -hmm. And he's swung out and stands to his full height. Um, there is... <laughs> so I'm like this. Yeah. Hello. There's a fury in his eyes, but you can see it's mostly like a cornered animal. Like, he doesn't know where he's at right now. Um, he's reacting on pure fury. Um, he is going to make a melee attack against you. Uh, great. With that, I would like to use my talent, which is cat-like reflexes. During first round of combat, Yay! if you have not acted, I can take a minor action on another character's turn by spinning one momentum. You gonna fight? You gonna fight? Okay. <laughs> I'm taking Moving a minor action. Moving out of range band oh. is a minor action. Uh -huh. yeah. So, um, the good news is, though, is uh, I'm going to give you initiative here. Great. He's going to see you coming. Or you're going to see him coming, rather. Yes. So. I, basically, I figured if he was going to do a melee attack, my, he is, but, my so, minor action would be to whoop, 
just just to just to sort of reinstate because it's been a while since we've done this. Yes. But um, this the way it works in melee combat in Star Trek Adventures is there's no real dodge. It's oh, you right, both right. you both are going to roll at the same time. Right. And from there, we're going to determine whoever is whoever wins that contest is who's mm. going to hit who. I also have a talent of quick reflexes, dexterity, and a focus in martial arts. <laughs> that will probably come in handy against an angry tactical <laughs> drone that it was uh, that is now a Klingon again. Yes. Um, so um, go ahead and make your roll. This is going to be a daring uh, security check. It's a cat fight. Daring, <laughs> not a fitness. Uh, no. Shit. <laughs> Are you sure? Pretty sure. All right. Daring security. And um, I, I can... And what's control the security. Uh, so for, oh, so it's control. I'm sorry. It's control security. Thank Oh, no. Well, for the melee attack, this is yes. a daring plus security roll, while range attack is control security. So they're in melee combat. It's daring plus security. Difficulty one. That's correct. And so the both of us are going to roll now. Oh, that's not very fun. Not I, can I, I'm taking another... Yep. Do it. I'm going to spend a threat and buy a die. Um, <laughs> you can uh, spend more than... Uh, you can spend another two momentum for an additional die if you need it. Or you can roll. What do I do? That's <laughs> okay. Hit. How many successes Please, did you Please, you hit. Uh, yeah. That's the answer. I did not get one. I'm not very dead. You didn't get a success? No, I'm you very just got clocked. fit. <laughs> okay. Oh, You're getting clocked. Great. Um, so, I'm going to roll... Done. <laughs> But so I can't use my cat-like reflexes to do... What does your cat-like reflexes do? That during a first round of combat, if I have not acted, I can take a minor action. To do to, what? To on another character's turn by spinning one momentum. It just what, says she was saying to dodge. I was going to move out of the way. Uh, okay. I was going to get out of, basically, of oh, okay. of him. Um, then, was what I was planning on doing. Um, you did say that. You did say that. I did say that. I just want to see how dodge works. It would be, um, not dodge, just... some sort of a disengage action. Yeah. Uh, among the additional actions, like uh, near the grappling rules as I require. I believe what you can do is you can use your action to actually jump out of range, so you don't, you can't. Okay. But he can use his, yeah, the problem is, is he'll be able to use his minor action to close in on you and attack you. Sure. Okay. Um, so, because okay. you guys are unfortunately in close combat right But now. at least you wouldn't be getting clocked this round. Exactly. <laughs> Let me, yes. Well, no, he gets a minor action and an attack. He can use a minor oh. action to close the distance that you're using to separate. But on your turn, yeah, and then he's going to, but... But then when would that be useful as a reflex? So the, re the reason why this actually doesn't work out too well is because she had initiative, so you attacked him. And you failed the role. But I didn't. What were you doing? Because I wanted to use cat-like reflexes. So you're, okay, so you're going to use... That's what my, but, but then you said okay, you don't so have then, a dodge. So, so then, okay, so then on your action, since okay. you've got initiative, you're going to use cat-like reflexes yes. to step out of range from him. Yes. Okay, so you're out of range. Mm -hmm. Now what are you doing? Because it's still your turn. Okay. Um... So if I want to attack him, it's a daring. It's not. If a you want to attack him physically, yeah. Yes. It's not if fitness. You, what does fitness come into play? Fitness comes into play when you're enduring pain, when you're running long distances. It's mostly for athletics checks and for determining your HP. It's oh, uh, mostly so I, analysis. So I did my numbers all wrong then. Okay. Because I didn't know. I was not aware of that. Okay. The news is that as yeah. we advance, we can move some of those Ooh, around, the, like right. medium-sized. Uh, Cause well, Miles because when I was doing this, because is this engaged in minor action? Because Cations, Cations um, hmm. are are extremely strong, so my fitness is higher as well. Right. Was, but, so yeah, that's why I thought first. that would be first. A, okay. Okay. I'm but she confused. has a talent. That, that's uh, yeah, correct. But that's for a minor action, and yeah. these are all uh, succeeding at the minor act. 
major action of doing a melee attack. So here's the thing. Because you used your minor action to immediately move out of range before right. combat officially began, mm-hmm. I won't make you roll to take the disengage action. If you want to bolt out of sickbay, you can get out of here before this guy lunges at you. I'm not going to leave sickbay. There are other people here. Okay, so what are you going to do? I'm going to try and... Um, but we're, we're, he's, we're literally at his bed. Like, and yes, I was going to try and... Um, and I, I want to... Talk to him. tell him where he is. No, he's not going to listen. Uh, sorry again. I, no, I, did, okay. this, I did this backwards. I did just those two stats, th- though. Yeah, so, what would you like? Stats. What would you like to do? Um, I was going to. I was wanting to engage him. And, and you want to fight him? N- not yeah, but but what? I was going to try and um, what's the word? Secure him. Okay. Grapple. Grapple. Yeah. You want to grapple him? I yeah. was going to try and yes. Restrain. There's the word. Okay. Restrain yeah. him. All right. Cool. Um, I'm, I am small but mighty. So. Because we did this sort of jumping around in order, and that was right. mostly a GM. Sorry. No, that was a GM mess up. Okay. So I'm going to scrap the roll. All right. And we'll do a re-roll here. All right. And this is going to be a melee combat roll, but you're trying to restrain him. Yes. Ah. So there's a special... Uh, do you have that, Yep, Gina? I have grapple. Yeah. It's difficulty two, fitness, security. Oh! Hey! That'll, that'll please you. Yes, it will. What is it resisted by? Does uh, it have that? It is. They take an action to break free, which is also fitness, security. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So then it would be uh, an uncontested roll. So it would be a roll of a given difficulty. Sounds like you yeah. just get to roll against a difficulty too. It doesn't work like a melee attack yeah. where he gets to attack back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The attack, then attacking the grappling att- character, increases the difficulty by one. Thanks for sticking with us all. Sorry. Usually hey. the way combat went on Shoulder Tomorrow was. I could a crutch. <laughs> the it's true. <laughs> we're actually engaging more seriously. No, yeah, we're taking it. But, it but, but but I'm actually glad we're doing this because, again, it yes. gives us an opportunity to go through the rules and also ex- explore the rules with you guys yes. right in front. And, and we don't do much melee. It's true. So uh, the, the grappling character gains you would gain one bonus momentum on all melee attacks once the opponent is grappled. So okay. go ahead and make your check to see if you can grapple so this I'm going to take a momentum. To so the difficulty die. is two, and, and right. he doesn't have a resist roll. Is that right? It doesn't specify. I have a feeling well, that it's going to. It's also from the succeeding meta. It's in. It's in this. Yeah. This is it. This is on the succeeding a melee check combat. Oh, check. okay. So what you can do is you're uh, going to make a melee combat check. All right. And then if you succeed, you can declare it. It's a grapple. Got it. So, so you got to hit him first, and if you hit him, then you can grapple him, and then it's got a roll, it. and so he does not get it's to. It's still a daring success. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, okay. All right. So that makes sense. We it's the it's the result of a roll. Could no, I? Does beautifully contextual. Could I argue that I'm using my medicine knowledge of where because I no, just scanned trait. his entire body and I know exactly that's where he's That's literally a trait weakness. that Vulcans get, and you don't have it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Because I was going to knee knock him, whip around. Go ahead and make your roll. All right. All right. So go ahead and make your roll. Great. Oh, that's right. I spent it. All right. I at least got one success. (laughs) Okay. You got two successes. And great. (laughs) So he clocked you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Ouch. Um, Now I know to fix my numbers. So that's going to be three points of non-lethal damage as this, this cybernetic arm comes up and crashes right across the side of your body. Um, however, you are not dropped. That's not going to drop you. No. This thing impacts on your side. This small Cation doctor does not go down. You take the hit, and um. your nurse literally stepping back, going, like, starts fumbling for uh, a sedative immediately. 
It's now your turn. What would you like to do? Try and secure him. All right, it's another fight. Get into melee again. You two jump into... I hate this. Uh, oh, go ahead and make your roll. I don't. This is exciting. You got this. Oh, three successes. There you go. You rolled one. So you Finally. are going to you're going to was get it him. Difficulty one. Difficulty. No, it's a difficulty one. Melee combat. Also. TV What's that? Yeah. Now I'm trying to grapple him. A melee combat. Now. I mean, you would, yes, I would classify yeah. that. But this is so you're going to grapple him. <laughs> yes, I'm going to um, use and obviously try and use my I guess my martial arts focus. Uh, try and grapple him. Well, you've, you've succeeded on this, right. so um, yeah, I would I would say your martial arts focus would definitely come in handy here, so you're going to make your fitness daring check, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Well, no, 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 it's I'm in lieu of damage, uh-huh. you can grapple. grapple. They have to do a fitness oh, okay. to, break, to break. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, I missed So he's grappled now. He is now Grapt. grappled. And the okay. difficulty's two. And the difficulty is two, and he has to burn his turn to try to break it. And it's yes. a fitness what check? A fitness security. Fitness security, mm-hmm. okay, so it's a difficulty two, fitness security. Great. Uh, nope. Good. Mm. No. You wrap those Cation arms around this boar, cling on. It's a hug. And you so grab short. him. You, I'm so tiny. You you literally just like like a C clamp, just grab his limbs and pin them to his side, and he's just. And I, I put my claws out right. just a little bit just to secure. Get- I'm like everything is fine. <laughs> You're going to be just fine. <laughs> you are in sick bay of the USS. And he's just like swinging me around. <laughs> everything is fine. So you're your nurse. <laughs> Uh, Shemara is immediately Nurse running up. Shemara, can you please get a, a tranquilizer? <laughs> <laughs> a large one, okay. please. So your nurse runs up and hyposprays to Klingon, who yes. immediately goes... Go to sleep. Yes, you're all right now. This Klingon is about 6'3". I was really high. Slumps high. down as you are basically literally half his height, practically. And just you ride him down. hold him as he just flops over in your arms. <laughs> I'm just going to keep holding him. Good. <laughs> okay. Can we beam him back down? <laughs> Actual um, mountain climbing just happened. Yeah. Yeah. There, there you go. <laughs> First. Um, <laughs> make, your, make your extended task check. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm going to spend two momentum. Okay. One is for cautious engineering. One is for uh, piercing. Uh, and then Singh is going to assist me. Okay. And we're going to do this. All right, let's do it. Uh, Sing, Sing. Uh, the uh, magnitude, or the difficulty was three. Because we're using our tech, it goes down to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we're aiming for. Okay. And it is control engineering. Mm-hmm. Control engineering. Wow. Okay. You, you got a success. So I've got two successes, and then... You're going to pierce I'm, it? I am piercing. Oh, I have to... It's only on 20s. Okay, yep. Okay, cool. So the resistance moves away. He got a success. You got two. Is that right? Yep. So knock down three more in the work track. Boop, boop, boop. We're at um, seven. Oh, then, that, then you've hit a... Breakthrough. Yeah. Yep, you got one breakthrough. So drop the magnitude by one. We're down to two for the magnitude. So you just need two more breakthroughs. And since the breakthrough happens, isn't there like a bonus? On a success? Check for breakthroughs. Five or more work at once. If work is track filled, then breakthrough. Breakthrough reduces difficulty with attacks. Yeah, so yeah. it's not a bonus. No, not okay. So, um, did it say breakthroughs reduce the difficulty of the task? With the magnitude. Oh, the magnitude. And that's what it was. Which All right. So then, while this and is happening, yes, reduce the difficulty of the task. So I was about to say, so the difficulty was three. Now it's dropping to two. Two. So we get it down to one. That's right. 
Nice. So the engineering team of the USS Ross is is getting uh, getting a lot of momentum, literally, right. as they're basically starting to restore power, to clean power to mm -hmm. all of these regeneration alcoves. Yeah. And Tech has one been of them comes the online. <laughs> yeah, Tech's been wearing the suit. You do see some sweat beginning to form at the brow of a few of these engineers, particularly Chief Singh. Right. So um, you said that one of them came online. As soon as that happens, as part of the extended task. Tech is going to get in the alcove and attach himself to it in the suit uh, just to monitor uh, what's going on and what is being fed and using that information to help influence the work that's being done. Oh, so I got it. Just, just to clarify, you want to interact your body with Borg Tech. The suit. The, the exosuit is like, uh -huh. like attaching to the alcove as if I it see. were a drone coming through Okay. To get the energy. It's just monitoring to make sure you the would, radiation get the log out. The log so the, unfortunately, you would have to literally jury rig the right. It's it's literally like jury rigging the right plug-in, essentially. Yeah. That a lot of these the implants allow this to happen when mm -hmm. you step into it. So you would literally have to jury rig something onto your suit to actually interact with the alcove like that, which would be a break from the extended task. You'd have to jury rig it on your suit and then do it. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I don't want to do that, but that's sort of the intention. That However, I'm for. I tell you what: if you want to burn momentum to create an advantage, <laughs> I can say that you carried something similar in your. Maybe the next round. Okay. Um, I want to keep some. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um. We're going to go ahead and cut to the brig. There oh. are two There are two separate activated uh, mm -hmm. force fields up right now. Mm -hmm. Prawl is in here. Lakat is in here. Exio is in here. The captain is in here. The ambassador is in here. Um, Klingon is mostly unconscious, but the Lethian has started to wake up and is literally sitting up in his bed, rubbing his face, just going... Oh. Kind of leans forward... And you see those blood red eyes begin to slowly focus on what's in front of him. It's contact telepathy, correct, Ambassador? Lethians, yeah, they have to touch you. Mm -hmm. um, if they can get within like like close range. Um, however, their telepathy—not a lot is known about the Lethians. So how their telepathy works, it might actually be similar to how Deltan or even Betazoid. How much do I know? Lethians, Given that you, they traditional like they traditionally known move in the underworld. In Lethians, even in the underworld, Lethians are rare. Um, they really are. They really, to their advantage, they play a lot of things close to the chest. It's not really known the extent of their telepathy, but it's generally just believed that if they have the capacity to read your mind, they're probably trying to. A quick question. Do you know if it's skin contact? Like, do clothes or anything affect that? Apparently, it's just... They just need to be close enough to literally put their hands around yeah. your head. Got it, yeah. yeah. Close radius doesn't right. even have to touch. Right. Yeah. But they're behind a force field. Right? That's correct. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Great. Yeah, if they can get their hands around your head, you're dead. Right, right. Great. But that was the table that we were setting. Yeah. yeah. They aren't going to kill us at the top of the table on the correct, correct. Side of the force field, and here we are. Uh. Turning. And he and looks up it. and just groans and looks at all of you and just goes, oh. <laughs> yep. It happens to the best. And also you. Hello. Squints his eyes as he looks at the captain and just says, what? Hmm. You're in a peck of trouble, aren't you? Who are you? What are you doing in that uniform?
and I want to. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Nice. Use your presence command. <laughs> yep. That's a hell of a bluff check. Yeah. Wow. That's um, a great idea. Thank you. I made it myself. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh god. Yes. Uh what'd you roll? Uh, I haven't yet. Okay, difficulty standard one versus his contested roll. Yeah. Force <laughs> field, I don't have to worry about that die, thank god. Um and I'll re-roll that one. Good. Uh that's three from me. Okay. So we get Ambassador. You can feel this Lethian, the hostility, start to give way to pure confusion. And then as the captain kind of gives this kind of like nod, there's a sudden sense of fear that builds up inside of him. He becomes frightened of his situation. He's trying not to show it, and it looks like he's actually playing it off pretty good to everybody else, but you can sense it. He straightens up and just kind of sits back. And he waits. He doesn't say anything. Who all is in here? Prawl the Cat. Prawl the Cat, the Ambassador, and you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what exactly should we do with you? It wasn't my fault. Mm. An easy thing to say, but I do believe we have uh, your ship in custody, and we have fully searched it and are fully aware of what was on it. So whether your fault is not in question, your uh, associations with the wrong people is what's gotten you into trouble. What do you want from me? Thirty people are dead. What do you think I want from you? They're not people. They're Borg. <laughs> Gino, Vince in the You can't be serious. I this... do so love interacting with a heightened mind. This is the long and the short of it. You are going to spend a very, very long time in what I imagine is going to be a high-security Starfleet prison. But if you want to um, ease the consequences of your circumstance, you will give us all the information that we need about whatever operation it is that you're running and who you're connected to. Not just for your own sake, but for the sake of every poor soul down there who deserves to live. He stands and moves a little closer to the the force field, stops about halfway and just says, if you imprison me, I'm dead. If we let you go, I promise you, the same will be true. Because everyone down there will not rest until you are dead. Prawl just says, we'll turn you over to the Klingon authority. You know what the Klingons do to the syndicate members, don't you? They don't abide by interstellar justice. The ambassador's being nice. Oh, I apologize. That was not my intent. The Lithian <laughs> just says... <laughs> the Lithian... You, you start getting the idea that the Lithian is building up a narrative in his head. 
he seems to completely believe that the captain is on the inside. And as a result, is sort of interpreting this, I'm going to lock you up with, I'm going to lock you up with them. Which has got him riled. Like, please no. And And I'm not making eye contact, and I'm stood a little bit off from everyone else. Based off the number of successes you got, Ambassador, he just says, based off the number of successes the captain got, this this whole scene looks at everybody and just says, I was part of a cell. The syndicate's fallen apart, and there's only a few cells left that are operating at any kind of near efficiency that they used to. I was just trying to make some money. Why wouldn't I try to make some money? Borg Tech sells for incredible amount of credits, the latinum that that would bring in. I could quit this life, I could... Oh, but would you, though? Truly. You can't hide from me. There's a thudding sound as a Klingon impacts against his force field and says, I'll tell you everything! Don't see! I'll tell you everything you want to know! The Lithian says... (laughs) Too late! Keep talking! (laughs) Um... Over the next five minutes, these two bozos unleash (laughs) all of this information. And what you learn from them, Ambassador, as you squeeze it, they seem to like both be trying to out-bargain each other for freedom. But what you get, particularly you, Captain Saul, is a snapshot of the state of the Orion Syndicate. It is apparently in tatters. And a lot of the cells that operate independently seem to be operating separate from the... From, cells always operate independently right. so that it can't be traced back to the leadership. Mm-hmm. But they always report into a single handler. And the chain just goes all the way up. It's clear from the information you glean from this... He's working in a broken chain. Yeah, he's working in a broken chain. But this, you know some of the links. Yep. Or did. It's still useful. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day... Um, I'll go ahead and because really this since since this is like the conflict is actually passed it's really only a matter of time I really just want to see how many successes you roll so just give me one more extended task roll sure um, so, two momentum two momentum fin- okay cool yay burn it uh, Singh is assisting and it's control engineering difficulty is two brought down to one okay so if you want to roll for Singh yeah I'll roll for Singh is two, three successes. Three, oh, scene got a success. Great. Uh, four. Momentum. So four. Four. Uh, and so that brings the work track down to three. So we would just do it again. Yeah. So really, at this point, since it's not a timed yeah. and, and the conflict has come to an end, um, what happens is after about maybe two hours worth of engineering with your team, um, at one point you see saying... Um, as he's inputting some data and realigning some of the plasma conduits to and removing a small canister of what looks like data radiation and putting it in a secured canister, he sets it in and just goes, <gasps> immediately starts to throw up. Yeah. Um, as you're starting to see some of the sickness is already rapidly setting in. So um, I take off the helmet and I'm, I'm wrapping it up sort of thing as people are packing the gear up. Uh-huh. Uh, crew of the Ross, great job today. We're going to wrap this up, but everybody's going to be transporting into a holding container near sick bay. We all need to be inoculated. This is going to be a rough time for all of into the the helmet helmet. (laughs) and just like on cue the moment you throw up into the helmet 
the regeneration alcoves go. All begin to turn on. Engineering team. Yay, engineering. You some tech support. You are coordinate. You are planet side now, coordinating the inoculation. Yes, it's all ready. You guys are walking through. You and Exio are walking through this colony. The wind whipping around your hair, Exio looking immaculate and unmoved <laughs> as the two of you walk around. This Klingon's big, thick, heavy braids as he's walking next to you and he says, You may have just given us the only chance we had of surviving down here, Captain. Thank you. All of the equipment is going to be beamed over in the next hour or so. That should complete what I got from your inventory. I... Confess I worry about what will happen if others learn that there is Borg technology here, thinking that they could come and harvest us, but with us at full strength, I think moving forward, some of these people will remember that underneath all of this scarring and all of these implants that they are still cling on. They're whoever they wish to be from this point on. They have that opportunity because of you. Thank you. I'm in your debt. There is no debt on me. Kabla, Captain. Oh, jinx. Sorry. <laughs> what is this jinx? We said it at the same time. You owe me a soda. Among humans. Kabla. Ah. Kapla. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> he does. It's an honorable thing. Kapla. He owes me a soda. <laughs> what is the most honorable soda, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> the freest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, the last few hours that you have with these guys before you <laughs> turn them over to the Klingon Authority. Oh, yes. Um, ah. They do not go to Federation. No, they go to the Klingon Authority. Um, the Klingon Authority is actually you. You basically learn that some of the Klingon authorities, when you turn them over and submit your report, two things: one, they're a little dumbstruck by the amount of information that the ambassador is able to supply them after questioning <laughs> the two of them, <laughs> and two, they actually seem rather surprised to learn that there was a colony on that planet. Um, no. What you later find out as they take these people off your hands, as one of the security officers tells you that that planet was actually taken from record. And that there is what looks like a lockout. Someone tried to prevent this planet from ever being discovered. May not have had malicious intent, but it ended up that way all the same. When did that happen? Seven years ago. There's something well, at least, at least now... Which means this... this 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 colony has been operating for longer than the original colonists were assimilated. So it was something else. But security has blocked it all out. Whatever it was, it's only the shambles of what it, it was before. How was that Klingon... Why was he assigned to this, then? Yeah, what's his deal, man? Claimed, <laughs> you learn that this Klingon claims to be a doctor, but apparently his file is not available to the security teams. So he just went there with the internet. Oh my god! 
However, <laughs> you are able to corroborate that his his story that his daughter was on board the ship that was assimilated. No, I mean oh, the assistant. The assistant. I want to get the How the assistant get oh, assigned there? No problem. Wasn't. The assistant was assigned there. Um, apparently is an embarrassment to his family. Knew it! And, before, huh? and ap- apparently to... He just got lucky and found this planet and appointed himself leader? I mean, yeah. this is how, like, the prep school boy, like, <laughs> fails. <laughs> he fails into being in charge of something. <laughs> so, um, the, the Ross gets underway. Leaving this planet behind and its colony in a position where it can actually thrive and live on its own. After 24 hours of an impressive investigation and adventure. And guarantees that further distress calls will not go unheeded. As we hand over to the authorities. (laughs) Yes, well you get the impression from the Klingon Authority that there is a bit of surprise and that now that this is on the map... They'll keep the restriction on the colony, but they'll definitely be paying attention to it now. Particularly because if there is a Borg survivor colony in Klingon space, the Empire should know about it. Quite um, The Ross gets underway. It's a few days outside um, when uh, outside of the system, traveling at warp seven. When you get the notification that you're only t- that you're closing in on Narendra Station, and that you can expect to arrive in just a few hours. Um, this is of course coming days after the events that just took place. So as we do a bit of a time hop, um, you're closing in on the end of your second month's worth of travel. And it's a late night. Beta shift has come on. The main crew has gone to either reconnect in 10 forward or go to sleep. But just your journey, these two months from leaving space dock, journeying through Federation space, and now through the length of the Klingon Empire to come to the edge of the galaxy out here at Shackleton. And it's a late night when you're stirred from your rest, Captain, by a voice in your cabin. Uh. You hear, oh my, the captains are green now. Oh, no. Oh, this motherfucker. No. Oh, who else? Well, it's a Q. I'm told it's not easy. Hello, Q. (laughs) We've never met, but you know my name. You have a reputation. I do. It's true. And I had to stop by and say hello. Something miraculous is happening here, Captain. Oh, you're too kind. Let me actually finish fixing my hair first. You are in full uniform and your hair (laughs) is immaculate. And he says... It looks darling, absolutely precious. Captain Azarisal, to why do I have the pleasure? Oh, <laughs> the Continuum knows exactly who you are, Captain Sol. Now I'm flattered. Oh, you should be. Because we didn't expect to know you at all. Something very curious is happening here. You see, Captain, think of reality as a grand ballroom. And every universe is sort of its own choir, singing its own song. And every now and then, one of those choirs will, just for the briefest moment in time, harmonize with another choir on the other side of the room. It happens sometimes, and nine times out of ten it's just annoying. But once in a while, it's a harbinger of destiny. And it heralds that something unpredictable is taking place. I find it curious, Captain. And the Continuum was placing bets on who and what it might be. 
And I guessed you. Because not too long ago, in another universe, another ship made their way through the Klingon territories headed for the Shackleton Expanse, and they too changed their destinies. What will you bring, I wonder? You come out here equipped with something far different than they did. A sense of self. Oh, that captain so wanted to be like James Kirk, and I tell you now that it's good that he wasn't. Because if he had tried harder to be somebody he was not, humanity might have been exterminated in its finest moment. The good news is, is he realized who he was. But you, you're different. I've watched you all your life. I've been there every moment, the moments you realized you were who you were. The Starfleet officer that helped you find your way into the, into the academy. Your work with intelligence. You've been on a track and you've suddenly changed course and now here you are flying out to the Shackleton Expanse and the Continuum can't see what happens next. What does that mean? Well, you're omnipotent, you tell me. I'm not sure, but I have a feeling it's going to be a hell of a ride. That's a joke from the other reality. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> he steps back and says, I look forward to our future encounters. Enjoy your stay on this side of a galaxy that's a billion, 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 billion of another galaxy. I will. The view's rather nice from this one. Agreed. If you'll excuse me. And with that, takes a running leap through the wall and into space. <laughs> at warp and vanishes instantly from your sight. And that is where we are going to leave tonight's episode. Yeah! <laughs> of Clear Skies. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 908s, we're ending a little early tonight. Yeah. Little early. Why? Why? What? What's happening? Why? I'm scared. Because. Okay. <laughs> Chaos. Yeah. Honk. Chaos. Honk. No actually, honking. Actually, in all honesty, in all honesty, so what I had what I had planned, we can actually continue if you would like to do just <laughs> unless this is too much for you. I mean, there is one thing that was happening right before Nora. Do you want to do you want to jump into that? Yes. I think we have okay. exactly. So I wasn't sure. I need to do with that. I wasn't sure if you wanted to do that this episode, but we can totally do it. Do you want to I pull think this, this is off? Exactly the amount of time. I think so, this is the perfect yes. amount of time for me, Mike. I have been planning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let our party planner throw a party. Since it was an early end time tonight, I will go <laughs> ahead and pull the trigger on that. So the next day, then, <gasps> Captain Azari, I run to Ambassador Olin. You receive notification that you're 48 hours away from Narendra Station, <gasps> and that you'll be arriving. You're already in long, long since long distance sensor range. <laughs> this is like the after credits sequence yeah, 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 yeah. of the movie. Um, you thought it was over. So you receive this notification. You already um, get contacted that Admiral Ebert is waiting for you and is looking forward to meeting you. Um, then you also get notification um, that uh, from your yeoman that it might be possible that today you have a free day. According to the administrative, like she's like, uh, Captain, uh, I've been going. She's like literally in your in your ready room that morning, going, Captain, I've been I've been going over a lot of your files, and um, it looks like you just have some paperwork, and I can take care of all of this. You've you've pretty much got a day off, Captain. You're in deep danger of putting yourself out of a job with your efficiency. Well, that's good. I don't want to be a yeoman forever. 
started. Cut to. Yes, I know I said run before, but I blip. <laughs> oh. In front of the door or in their quarters? In front of the door? No, <laughs> rude. You hear startling a crew member who's walking by. Ah, commander. Sorry, very busy. Keeps walking. Says, yes, yes, commander. Keeps walking. You're the chirping I'll at your door. Later. <laughs> chirping at the door. Um, Incessant chirping uh, at the door. Uh, enter. Thank you. It's today. All the preparations, I, I thank you for your help over the last few days. Of course. Whatever. I'm very excited. I'm going to talk very fast. Of course. Have at it. <laughs> okay. So I was thinking just a general shipwide invitation. Of course. All at once. Of course. A big surprise. Of course. Okay. Uh, of course. What can I help you with? Accompany me. Of course. <laughs> would you like to go with me? Uh, sure. Of course I would. You are irrepressible. It is really nice. I will have, I have to say. No, I, I just, yes, yes. Continue. I was a little bit worried that not being able to read you would make it difficult to understand you, but you are so... No, I make it a point to say exactly as I mean. I love it very much and appreciate it deeply. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> would you be my date? You have to have a date. Um, uh, uh, sure. I'll be your... Uh, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. You know the most about most things and loved ones, and I thought that would be... Just, you're the perfect date for this. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. They are very dark. So <laughs> blushing is not exactly something you can see on them, because they are very dark. <laughs> I extend it on. Patience? Mm. And I actually leave Patience at home. Okay. Patience just watches you kind of curiously go out the door with this invisible not but person, person, not person, because doesn't register in the sensory. <laughs> just, okay. <laughs> kind of like you walk out, shh, door closes behind. Okay, so I figured we go to the promenade and we stand up there and then we send out the invitations and then watch everyone attend. Sounds good to me. Right. Oh, oh, and the booth. The captain had a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. um, they gave me an idea last night, actually, and I, I implemented it. I wanted it to be a surprise. We added a booth and not only is it the loudest in the room, but it doesn't actually send to the room. They had an idea to keep it a little more private since it's for our loved ones. Send it out into the skies. That's pretty neat. Yes. So, the message goes out into the universe. Very much. As so that are. everyone everywhere can hear it. It's very lovely. Yes. I don't understand why you asked for my help at all. You guys had this covered. Mm -hmm. Well, you know the most about most customs. This is my just research. You've probably experienced a Lalubel celebration in real life, haven't you? Well, no, but I've heard a bit about it. More than I did. <laughs> well, anyways. Date. Let's let's go. Right. Um, the promenade is basically set up like uh, it's been restricted for the day. Maintenance. It was. A, I no. didn't authorize anything. I did. It's above you now. Yeah. <laughs> Quite above. <laughs> At least one of your engineering teams was on some kind of deflector array thing that you didn't authorize. Yeah, deflector. By the captain. <laughs> it's sort of like a Mardi Gras sort of celebration, or sort of in the streets. It's nothing like that. Okay. So, because it, it, it's just sort of the celebration aspect of it. 
Okay. Um, it's sort of like a big sort of street carnival celebration, except indoors and and about loved ones. Like I said, Valentine's Day for loved ones. You hear it. And there's stalls and food, lots of food, because, you know, obviously this is a specific thing for so th- tech. So this deck is actually empty right now, except for the celebration materials. And yes, but I want to implement the program. My um, hologram program. So you get a chirping sound, by the way, as yes. um, as you are walking the ambassador through all of this and explaining everything. Yes. Um, you hear a chirping sound, and you hear a friend's voice coming through and go, uh, Commander? Is yes, it- identify. Hi, this is this is Vren. Oh, you sounded different. You sound worried. Uh, I forgot to, to run something by you, and I told a crew member they could do something, and they were going to do it before we arrived at Narendra Station. Um, it was kind of like one of those things of like, hey, I'm senior staff. Yeah, can you do me a favor? Yeah, I could do you a favor. What's up? Um, Sorry, I'm are you telling me you're pulling rank as a favor? Well, somebody somebody, somebody asked me for a favor, and I, I said, sure, I could do that. That sounds nice. And, ah. it's, and it's happening today, and it's supposed to happen on the promenade. Yes, I'm very well aware. I organized it. Oh, no, it's not your thing. It was another thing that I said that they could do. And so now I'm like... You commented my promenade for something else? What? It's much smaller, if that makes it better. How small? Um, like 30 or 40 kids. You need to explain much faster. Uh, well, so, uh, because we're going to be arriving at Narendra Station, a lot of the family is going to be deboarding, right? Yes. Uh, well, so the kids wanted to have a Captain Soul Day. I said yes, and I didn't tell the captain about it. A Captain Soul Day? Yeah, I said yes. Um, like a sort of daycare celebration? Something like that, yeah. They've been spending the past couple of days, actually, while we've been in orbit over that Klingon planet making arts and crafts for Captain Soul. <gasps> That's very <laughs> sweet. Would you mind sending me every single piece of that art? Well, they're actually already on their way to the promenade. Uh, I kind of just forgot to ask about this, so... You forgot to ask for permission on a closed promenade? It's been very distracting. We were taking down the Orion Syndicate. It's very, it's a lot of mental bandwidth involved. In I that. believe that was handled quite quickly by Ambassador Owen, but fine. Yes, they can have a corner absolutely 100%. This is a day of celebrating loved ones, and if the children deem our captain as a loved one, this is the perfect day for it. Oh, they totally do. They absolutely do. Can I ask you for a yes. favor? Um, yes. Would you mind just letting the captain know that you authorized this, please? <laughs> I'll say nothing of it on your end. Thank you. <laughs> I uh, thank you, Commander. And in the future, yes. Ask me first. I will do that for <laughs> sure. Yes, Commander. I'll see you at the celebration. See you. See you there. I'm. I'm here. By the way. You're here. It is a cl- <sighs> closed. I, I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> chirp. <laughs> um. Well, that was interesting. Just a few redesigns. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not going to affect anything. I don't think so, but I want to add another gallery. Okay. <laughs> um, so, hello, hello, Mick. Uh, yeah, tell me Mick, what happens. Uh, for the gallery? Yeah, tell me, tell, ex- ex- show me, show me what's happening. Okay, so the promenade, big carnival festival all civilians, everyone, everyone on board is invited, no matter what. <laughs> at, at different okay. times, they have shit. Sure, sure, sure. That's true. But yeah. um, civilians can. Mm-hmm. It's, it, this it's is an all-day event. Yes. Um, there is the the um, love letter station where okay. you send your love letters out okay. to the universe. Um, there is 
several galleries. So there, it's sort of it, it, it's a day of remembrance, and because it, it doesn't have to be alive loved ones, it can be passed or or generationally back. So there is a gallery wall already where you can go and you can program your loved one if you want them to be sort of memorated and and looked upon. Okay. Um, um, and obviously, so you can, if you have any prayer services that you would like to do privately, they don't have to be part of a, a Bolian religion. You can just program them up and 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 be admired and, and remembered. And um, then, obviously, add the captain's personal uh, gallery, which is off um, closer to the food court, because I imagine children will need snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's sort of a kitty section that has their own uh, gallery wall that has a giant display for the captain. Um, so actual size! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Eye level. There it is. Got, got one in. Yeah. Got one in. <laughs> so it's sort of like, you know when you have like a gazebo garden and there's the opening? That's the, mm-hmm. the, the, the children's art exhibit. They have like this sort of massive gazebo so that they can sort of bring the captain around. Um, there is a sort of... Uh, f- um, uh, farmer's market-esque food stalls, like open food stalls. Nothing's closed, so there's lots of smells. Mm. Um, real food, not replicators. Oh, because we had the farmer's markets. Right? Right? Yeah. We have civilian mm-hmm. markets, so I've right. all of them to create their best and favorite food, but specifically ones that are favored by loved ones, not their own favorite foods. They have mm-hmm. to pick. That's part of the tradition. You have to only make food for other people, not yourself. Okay. Um, and um, what, I know I'm forgetting something. What was the thing that you were telling me last week that I was supposed to add? Um, the, the, the gallery threw me off. It's, it's fine, it's fine. Um, I believe that we were hoping to put an area for dance. <gasps> yes, the dancing. I forgot about the dancing. Because we have to make as much noise as possible. It's got to be know, a joyful noise. A quite a joyful noise. <laughs> so um, I've prov- I don't understand what that means, but I've provided tap shoes. <laughs> Um, it, it, it's not, it's more symbolic. Do like, we have clogs as well? Ooh, clogs. So there are separate dance floors, and it's sort of like, you know those stepping pianos? The dance floor, you don't need to put shoes on. Each floor makes a different dancer foot sound Good, to create music while exactly. dancing. <laughs> so the, exactly. So you get to decide what sort of noise you send out to your loved ones. This is, uh, so... Obviously rides and things like that, but... That you can't really write them because they're the, the, the hologram versions of them, and they can write as much. And they also make quite a bit of noise. They do. The is- oh oh, and also <laughs> Bolian blues. I I did learn that. Uh, I do know there is a specific band that 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 I I asked a couple of the engineers, and there is a Bolian blues band that is um, Tech's favorite. Okay. In particular, they are listening. <laughs> Captain. Stepping onto the promenade is an assault to the senses. Um, the 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 wall of sound that hits you, and the smells, and the the air, the 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 temperature of the air all around you, just from everyone in here, and also like not only the festive environment, but of course the hologram emitters are on full display here, displaying not only waterfalls, but you'll see birds fly overhead from time to time. Um, you're also, in anticipation of knowing exactly which turbo lift you're using, you were greeted by Captain Sulday the moment the turbo lift doors open. Um, when they say, we love you, Captain Sul, in unison, like a children's choir, oh. you know immediately that your yeoman is to blame for the organization of this. Oh, um, yes. 
Oh, oh, yes, I um, know. Um, Just because she was a secret doesn't mean she can continue to be <laughs> on my ship. Um, uh, one, the, the child that you let sit in the captain's chair. Trika, yes. Trika has brought forward, um, she has made you pips. <laughs> out of, uh, looks like she's literally taken bits of what would essentially be, you know, the 23rd, uh, 20, uh, this present, uh, like, eight, popsicle sticks, essentially. 24th century kind of, popsicle yeah, po- 24th century popsicle sticks. And uh, presents you, um, thank you for letting me be captain for a day. No. Well, thank you for this promotion. You did a beautiful mm. job as captain. Lieutenant Friend reported that you found the dilithium that he scanned for. Yes. Very successful. Thank you. I'm going to be a science officer. And then I'm going to be captain. That's an excellent pathway to command. <laughs> so that means that you're going to have to listen to your teacher and be very, very good at science. So then maybe you'll be a starfleet science officer like Lieutenant the captain. Um... She gives a big beaming smile, and the kids begin to surround, and they're all interested in sharing the stuff that they've been making for the past couple of days. Chief Tech to Captain Salt! <laughs> On the other side of the promenade, you have... No, no. I mean, it's, I'm detecting a massive power drain. I don't know what's going on, but it seems like all of the holometers are malfunctioning. It's under control. This was for an authorized test that we're conducting. Uh, we don't have to worry about the engineering department on that. You're going to be getting further instructions very soon. Please stand by. Every single comm badge goes <laughs> off with their invitation. Okay. It is a verbal communication of just exactly what's happening. Um, come celebrate La Lubelle in honor of Cheap Tech. Good time. Oh, what? <laughs> was it your voice? Yes. Chief Tech to, to Commander Exio. <gasps> yes, I was expecting your call. What? It's La Lubelle. What? I hope you don't mind. I looked it up. I don't mind. I, I'm on my way. Yes. <laughs> and I'll make my way up to the promenade. Making a way downtown. <laughs> Actually, on my way. Yes. Chief Tech to Lieutenant LeCat. Alone in your quarters. Oh no. You saw the invitation come in. Um, Lieutenant LeCat here. Lieutenant, are are you in your quarters or? Are you going to the festival? Um, she looks around, and Orwell has run her... She's wearing a sweater, and Orwell has, like, taken a stray piece of sweater and run around all around her, her quarters. Yeah, I'm in my quarters. Would you accompany me to Lalu Bell? Um, I... Isn't that for... That's for people that you care about, though. Yeah, I know. Okay, where where would you like to meet? Why don't you meet me uh, at the entrance to the promenade? I'd like to see it together. You know, for a second, before the invites went out, I went, Chief Tech is really gonna <laughs> blow on over this, <laughs> over whatever's happening right now. And then the invites went out, and I was like, oh, well... Well, to be fair, I did kind of lose it there for a second, but, uh... Yeah, I called it. Okay, I will, uh... I'll meet you in, uh, ten minutes? Great, I'm no, on my... No, fi- fifteen. Fifteen. She, like, looks at the mess or <laughs> Fifteen. Whenever's convenient for you. Yeah. Um, are you... What, one more question before you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> true, true, true. Are, 
Do, do you have to write a letter to someone? Not if you don't want to. Okay, I might need your help brainstorming some stuff. Okay. Sure. Okay. Heck out. The cat out. Um, as the celebration has begun and people are starting to filter in, um, you, Doctor, are looking at this sort of like mass of people that are starting to enter into the deck. Giant mug of tea. Um. I'm going to walk to the Wall of Remembrance and look at all the people, loved ones that people have lost and um, put in my own little chip and you see a picture of a 12-year-old Cation boy and just look at it for a little bit and Walk away. As you turn your heel, you almost bump straight into Dr. Wellick's. Mm. He stops right in front of you and says, Doctor. Dr. Wellick's, how are you adapting to um, the USS Ross? <laughs> he turns and looks at the two decks worth of celebration that's begun. This here. is not, I feel, going to be a normal... <laughs> this is um, Starfleet. Well, this is not what I'm used to. It can be nice. I'm not complaining. Mm. It's not what I'm used to. Would you like to put anyone on the wall? Yes. Yes, I think I would. He moves over, types a few commands into the data pad. You see two silhouettes appear on the wall. No names. And he just... They go up under the wall. They won't even know how I died. Well, I'm going to do my best to extend your life as long as possible. Who knows? Maybe you can do things that you never thought you'd be able to do, and have a longer future. Hmm? <laughs> longer than these. I'm going to place my hand on the location so again. He looks at the location boy and glances at you and looks down at it again. And he says, better to have a short life filled with love. Well, let's uh, make yours as long as possible to add as much love as possible. Also, they have food. Hmm? You're hungry. <sighs> yes. I suppose I'll try it. I hear your engineer is something of a cook. And yes. I suspect your commander has gone through extraordinary lengths to make sure that whatever cuisine is provided will be appeasing. Quite the palate of, of um, strange, you know, his, his tongue is not quite like the other Bolians. So he has quite the interesting palate, I would say. He looks at you for a second and says, I admire you, Doctor. Me? 
I admire your candor and I admire your passion for what you do. Mm. But I know when I see someone who has a secret. Oh. You have so many. It would be unfair for me to reveal one to you. It's none of my business. No. <laughs> Enjoy the festival, Doctor. Yes. And with that, mm. Dr. Wellex moves away as the turbo lift doors open and stepping out onto the promenade into the aforementioned wall of sound and, and festive. <laughs> it hurts. Is the bowling really festival. You long. see the cat and tech step into this celebration. It's beautiful. Overhead, something. punctuating everything that's happening overhead, of course, the USS, the USS Ross's, uh, the, the, the diplomatic promenade, of course, has a hull covering that actually can retract. And right now, punctuating everything that you see happening around you on this promenade deck on this starship is the sight of the universe on the other side of the window at warp. So this marbled, glowing blue ambience beaming down, casting this angelic glow across the holograms that journey too close to those windows. And it creates this sort of like glowing effect to the holographic birds that fly too close. Almost like the sun beam bursting through clouds. Very similar, but warp fields instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you basically see this promenade of celebration and your crew. The senior you, staff all you here. You see me leading the, the ambassador on a waltz on the theremin dance floor. Woo! <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> the slide. Woo! <laughs> dancing tango with like a kid. So they are in the air. <laughs> <laughs> like legs like swaying back and forth kind of thing. Uh, I'm walking and I'm, I'm sort of taking Jane with me. Yeah. Uh, and we're doing a walk and talk. We're doing a walk and talk. Yeah. Walk I'm and moving talk. towards sort of the food stands. Um, I can't help it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what? Jane's letting you lead this one, as she can tell. Um, Listen, and, yes. Jane, I owe you an apology. Have you ever been in love with someone? Oh, hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yes. Thank you for asking. Do you feel like commemorating them today or something? She is deflecting. <laughs> she does not want to have the yeah. hard conversation. Yeah, yeah. That. Jane, Jane. And I'll stop, and I'll grab you on the shoulders. Listen to me, all right? I did you a disservice, okay? Just listen for a sec, and I'll let you go. What are you talking about? I said, listen for a sec, okay? We're dropping the rank, we're dropping the stuffy thing, okay? Good, because I outrank you, technically. No, that's why I said it. I used to have a friend, um, a Tellerite friend, and I made allowances. And I didn't do that for you. I treated you like a bolian. And I, I'm sorry for that. I shouldn't have. My friend taught me that sometimes the only words that can cut through are the words that are sharp. And you embody that. And you were right. And you caught me at a moment of weakness. But I tell you this, Jane, not going to happen again. Let's go get some hasbret. She nods. As the party continues, 
You breathlessly set down a child, Captain. And for a brief moment, looking up through the crowd, it's seeing your crew. Seeing Exio laughing and talking to a crew member who is asking them all sorts of questions about the holographic waterfall. You see the ambassador actually smiling and laughing as Vren has said something really stupid. <laughs> um, Prawl even looks like he's kind of relaxed as he's watching everyone. Um, the promenade deck is in full swing. You see this crew enjoying each other. The Ox crew, of course, is here in mass, uh, trading shifts and covering each other as they need to. Um, you see the cat and tech commiserating and chatting with each other. And even up on the second floor of the promenade, you see that once again, it looks like Dr. Wellix and the Cation Doctor have found each other and are having a very curious conversation. Curious. <laughs> <laughs> and in the midst of all of this, for a brief second, as you seeing all of this happen around you, you catch a glimpse through the crowd of a very familiar man wearing a Starfleet uniform who appeared to you only in your quarters the other night, and he raises a mug to you with a wicked smile on his face. Like he's tipping a cheers. He was not invited. And as he as he raises the glass and lowers it, it's like a born moment. As like somebody walks by, he's gone. Show off. Because <laughs> I know he'll hear it anymore. And that is where we'll wrap up overtime. <laughs> and bring what was going to be a short game. Into a longer game. That was the end. best party. Yeah, yeah it was. Wow. Nicely done. Oh, they are lovely out to those who need to hear it. Bullions, let's be honest, the Bullions are the hobbits of. I love it so much. The I did it for the Hobbit Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we have more than one thing to celebrate because over the course of this show, Descent into Midnight. Reached its first stretch goal. Yeah! yeah. 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 The first yes. episode yes. of uh, Descent into Midnight series brought to you by the Strip Pump. Oh, yes! Happy Lollabell! Happy Lollabell! Send out your messages to the loved ones on Twitter or something. Anyone we need a Not just about that for you. I love you. I love you. Happy Lollabell, everyone. I love you all. I love things. Yeah. Yes. You and this disguised Romulan. Sure he is. <laughs> yes, we become friends. I gave him spots. <laughs> That'll bring a close to Clear Skies for this evening, everyone. Um, join us next Monday as we arrive at a very familiar destination. Narendra Station awaits. And so does all of the Shackleton Expanse and everything that's happening inside. Join us next Monday night, same time here at Q Times for another episode of Clear Skies. Until then, everyone, stay whimsical, and hailing frequencies are closed. <laughs>